This episode of the BJJ Foxcast is brought to you by BioPro. BioPro is an all-natural alternative to prescription human growth hormone, which aids in recovery, anti-aging, metabolism, libido, immunity, skin health, cognition, sleep, and stress. Just one vial per day provides a substantial boost to all of these growth factors. Okay, so that's what they want me to say. Here's what I know as an aging grappler. I've been using BioPro Plus and the nighttime variant BioPro Plus Cortisleep for several months, and it feels like I've grown a third lung. My, ga- my gas tank is noticeably bigger. My recovery is faster, and I'm back on the mats much quicker, not just between training sessions, but between rounds. Now you can get $30 off your first order of BioPro when you use the code FOXCAST at www.bioproteintech.com. That's code FOXCAST. For $30 off your first order at www.bioproteintech.com. Thank you, BioPro. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the BJJ Foxcast. I am your host, Alex Martinez, and today we have a good friend of mine, Ramsey Green, on the show. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Alex. Glad to be here. Ramsey is a first-degree black belt under uh, Cuscino in um, in Arizona. He's a former owner of uh, Always Forward BJJ out of Tucson, and he, right now he is the, one of the head coaches or at Aries, Arizona, in Mesa, Arizona with Paul Nava. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Yes, yes. So um, Tojo's here, yeah. and and yeah, and this guy. <laughs> Everybody knows Tojo. Tojo's like my Labrador. You know, I mean? you open the door, he jumps in the truck. Oh, gosh, and no. everyone's happy to see me. Yes, <laughs> everybody's always happy to see Tojo. Um, so um, awesome open mat today, uh, Tojo. You missed it because you were out hunting. Yep. But uh, man, it was some monster rounds today. Yeah, we had a good one. We yeah. had. I guess I didn't count. Probably a dozen black belts on the mat. Yeah, it's awesome. It was a pretty good turnout. Yeah, it was. It was. So we we do we, we've been trying to do like a all Aries, you know, open mat thing for a couple of years, but it seems like the only ones that really participate right now are me, Paul and and Kabe. So, I mean, we'll keep it going, but oh, that's, Q did one last year. <clears throat> yeah, Q there was it last year or the year before. Ooh. He uh, did the very first one. It might have been the year before. I thought it was 23. It, I don't know. It, it was a good one. Yeah. It was consistent. One every month for yeah. a, a little while there. Yeah. yeah. But that, I mean, I they're awesome. I love, go- well, Paul's wasn't awesome. I almost died at Paul's. What? What do you mean you almost died? Because it was like 500 degrees in there. That's what makes oh. it awesome. <sighs> when, which one was that? Because I'm thinking about his other, the other ones. I remember like having recently. to go into the second room because it was so freaking hot Dude, the and second, humid. The second room felt so good. Yeah. It was like 75 degrees in that room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt so freaking good. I like couldn't breathe. Yeah. It was so hot because it was just so humid in there with all the bodies and it was, it was in the middle of the summer. Yeah, it was great. We did it in the summer. I mean, it's not even a good idea. <laughs> in the summertime there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I was there. I just can't remember exactly. Each which stroke's good one. for you, I think. Yeah. I think you guys had a brown belt visiting from Colorado or something that was talking about the heat. In the room, even recently, yeah, today, uh, this week, Thursday, oh, it's been starting. Jennifer, I think yeah, is her name? yeah, yes. I've yeah. thought about turning the AC on at my it's, academy, dude. It's like seventy-five degrees outside. Like recently, in these last uh, couple evening practices, it's like reminding me of summertime. Yeah, it, like it is starting no, to. It, nothing heat is as up bad as the summer. No, <laughs> it's no, no, so it's bad not in like, there. It's not yeah. like that, but it's like reminding. You. But she was like, it was negative <laughs> twenty when I left. It was like it's oh, so cold shit. everywhere. Like the entire state, uh, entire country is like iced over right now. Oh, not Arizona. us. Not us. Yeah. I think it was like seventy-five today. Yeah, it was beautiful <laughs> today. Past past three days have been beautiful. Well, apparently we're getting rain tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Uh, yeah, tomorrow morning. Yeah, it sucks. And but then every, Monday and Tuesday. Every time you wash the car, 
Yeah, no shit, right? Don't <laughs> so wash I, your fucking that's car. That's why I don't. I don't ever yeah, wash my don't car. Don't wash your car. Um, but hey, man, listen, um, we had a little chance to talk during the open mat, and I'm very curious, and I'm sure everybody else is, I want to hear about the first jujitsu class you ever took. How did that come about? How did you find it, first off? Is this a sweatshirt one? No, no, no. I, I, sweatshirt. Tell them about, tell them about crank calling the uh, oh, okay. other martial arts. <laughs> so, yeah, honestly. Is it, it crank call or prank call? I think I, it's both. I think both? it's both. Okay. I always yeah. say prank, but yeah. basically... So my best friend in, in elementary and middle school, we started watching the UFC probably, I think this was eighth grade. <clears throat> and then we started kind of like, I don't know, we would just fight each other at his house and stuff. Like in, the, <laughs> in the basement, we, we eventually bought boxing gloves. We started like thinking we were doing UFC. So we were not exactly training. Right. Well, we weren't learning. We right. were just fighting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we started thinking like, let's just go to a place and really do it like we want to do kickboxing. We didn't know what jujitsu was. Gotcha. So we're in the, this was like at the time where phone book, yellow pages, and we would go through, I guess there probably was martial arts, you know, in the yellow pages. What's the year on this? This was, this would have been 2005. Okay. That's the year I graduated high school. So wow. we went in the yellow page and, 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 and we were bad at this already. We love doing prank calls. We were just like little fuckers. <laughs> and just to give you an idea about this, one time I was like spending the night over there at Matt's house and his mom was going to order a pizza for us. And then when she called uh, like Pizza Hut, they told her the number was on like a do not serve or like a prank, <laughs> like a prank call list. Like, like they weren't going to bring the pizza. She had to she call She was probably else. really confused for a moment, oh, right? Maybe, but she probably <laughs> right away, you She's know, like my shithead yeah. son. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, that's, that's just what we not did. Sir. <laughs> that was like our hobby, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we found these, you know, in the Yellow Pages martial arts and we started prank calling them. And it, we didn't really, it was hardly was a prank, but we would just call because here was the popular guy at the time was Chuck Liddell. Yeah. In the UFC. Yeah, of you course. Know? Yeah. And so we would call them and be like, so you're pretty good, right? You know, you're pretty good at martial arts. And they'd be like, well, you know, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo or whatever. <coughs> like, so you think you could uh, fuck up Chuck Liddell? And, dude, <laughs> one guy kind of said, yeah. He was like, he'd be like, it would be a pretty tough fight. And we're like, oh, my God. Because we knew. We're yeah. Like, I don't think so, buddy. Like, we don't really have martial arts knowledge, but just watching Chuck Liddell in the UFC, we're like, yeah, you're not just going to beat that guy. <laughs> so we did that a little bit. And then we then we were like, um, we found one that said submission grappling, wrestling, jujitsu, judo. And like I said, I didn't really know what jujitsu was. We, yeah. we hadn't, even though we were watching UFC, I guess we hadn't like picked up on what was what going on. So, but I said to Matt, my friend, I'm like, dude, I know what submission grappling is because... When I was even younger, probably third grade, fourth grade, maybe, my neighbor gave me a book that was uh, Jean LaBelle, like Judo Jean LaBelle. Mm -hmm. And I think also in the book was like Gokor uh, Chivichian. And it was like a catch wrestling book. <laughs> so they weren't wearing geese. And I looked at this thing recently on Amazon. I thought about ordering it just for fun. But I, I, I was like aware of it. I was like, oh, that's like, you know, they do like Kimuras. I didn't know what a Kimura was, but I was like, they twist your arm and stuff. And I was like, I know what that is. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I was like, we should go, we should call them and actually try to go. Yeah. So we called and, you know, it's just like any other place. Like, oh, yeah, free class and we have a uniform for you to borrow. Mm -hmm. So we weren't driving quite yet. We were like, I think we were 15 maybe. 
And because we started driving pretty quick after that, but um, we got dropped off. Like my mom dropped us off there. And we just had on like khakis, polo shirt, like our <laughs> school clothes. Yeah. And so like we go in and, and you know, we're like, oh yeah, where's those uniforms you said we were going to borrow? <laughs> and he's like, nope, not tonight. Like it's our, uh, it was like the no-gi practice. It was a Monday. Mo- Monday night was for no-gi. And, and I don't even really feel like we called it no-gi because it was supposed to be, um, it was on the schedule as like NHB, which was no holds barred. So right. it was like the MMA practice. Oh, wow. <laughs> And so we just wore those clothes because he was like, can, can you run home? And we're like, no, we got dropped off. <laughs> like we don't, I don't even know. Like we might've had a cell phone. I'm not sure, but it was like, whatever. like I'm 14 or 15. Yeah. Years old. yeah. <laughs> it was just like, whatever we're, we're, we can wrestle in this stuff. Who cares? And we did. And, th- and that was the first class. And it, there was a, there was a kid there that was like maybe two grades older than us. This kid named Steve, Steve Tanner was like, became another one of my best friends. He had, so this was like, he had the, uh, kind of like a red stripe through his hair. It was like a Jason Mayhem Miller. Oh, gotcha. Like, that was <laughs> yeah, like his yeah. guy that he liked. And that's an old guy, you know, it was kind of popular back then. Yeah. And so Steve was already like pretty, pretty good and pretty tough. And he beat the shit out of us. <laughs> we're like, okay, we're like 15 and he's like 16, maybe 17. And just smoked us so we're like okay we got to be like steve so we looked up to him a lot because he's a little bit older than us yeah. you know when your teenage years like the kids are a little bit older are like whoa they're cool or whatever <laughs> so it was just like that man we're 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 rolling with him we're wearing khakis and like button-up shirts and he's like beating the shit out of us <laughs> and you know it was just from there we just kept going back and you know eventually i think i told you that i had to ask the the coach at the time i'm like so what is jujitsu is yeah. that where we do the kicks and stuff and he's like no dude like that's what we've been doing <laughs> <laughs> like, this whole thing is jujitsu and we're like yeah. oh, we're like oh what oh. okay we, we we learned that day but um <laughs> yeah it was, it, we felt pr- like were you like i just want to hit people yeah, yeah. we did we kind of <laughs> were like punch people well and th- and that was the thing too is we were so into um the ufc and the guys that were like pretty popular would be like Chuck Liddell, Matt Hughes, yeah. maybe Rich Franklin or yeah, something. Yeah. And there were guys that like did not really wear a gi, like as far as we could tell. So when we had the gi practices, we would, honestly, we would like kind of want to skip. Sometimes we would. We'd mm. be like, fuck that. That's for dorks. Like we didn't <laughs> understand it. <laughs> right. We're like, no, these guys don't wear those uniforms. Yeah. And we're like, Matt Hughes doesn't wear a gi, so I don't want to. And, um, it was kind of like that for a few months. And I did my, my first tournament. I learned, uh, basically it was proven to me how you need to train in the gi. And (laughs) this is, this is kind of a, another interesting story. I went to, there was no turn. This was in Montana, by the way, this was in Billings. Mm -hmm. The school I was at, the, the coach at the time, he was a blue belt and he got promoted to purple kind of shortly after we started there. Um, but anyway, jujitsu was so small. There was like no black belts in the whole city there. I don't know if at that time there was a black belt in Montana. I don't think there was probably not quite, not yet. Yeah. So to do a tournament, you had to travel, you know, and, and maybe the closest was Denver, but my first tournament, I went to uh, grapplers quest in Las Vegas. No shit. Yeah. That was like the first one. It was like, kind of like my, my dad, like for my birthday and Christmas kind of gift, like got me down there. And, and so we went to grapplers quest. And my first match was against Sean Roberts. 
You guys know, sh- yep. you know Sean yeah, Robert? Yeah. So we're teenagers. Yeah. And he's like a tall, kind of lanky guy. Yeah. So as a teenager, even more skinny. And I'm just thinking like, I'm going to wreck this skinny dude. <laughs> you know, like, because I, like, I thought I was like pretty tough. Yeah. Was it a Nogi to tournament or a Gi <clears throat> tournament? Uh, we did both, but Nogi was first. And so I had been doing like this MMA type of training where I thought like I was very just tough and conditioned and like I could just wrestle people with a double leg and just like, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't know what I was thinking because honestly, my techniques were horrible. Just a dumb kid. <laughs> I was just a dumb kid. I didn't know anything. And <clears throat> Sean, it's like I wasn't even used to it. Like I, I, I didn't even understand what he did. He pulled guard on me. I'd never even seen that before. Really. Oh, wow. <laughs> we didn't really pull guard like right. in our school. Um, not so much. Like maybe you just start down there or whatever. Yeah. But we didn't understand like pull guard and stuff. And so <laughs> he pulled guard, did like a double ankle sweep to me, came up to mount. I kind of bridged him over and he just arm locked me. And it kind of in the arm lock kind of swept me at the same time, you know, like that. And so I'm like, Bum. oh, yeah. Tap from an arm lock. It like cracked my elbow. He did it so fast, dude. Like popped my arm. And that also I got like a bloody nose in that. Some I don't even know where that came from. But I'm just <laughs> like, and it was like ten. It was maybe twenty seconds or something. Wow. It was just a like he just whipped me like it was not even. What belt were you at that? Is it still white belt. Well, I was white belt, and I was like, I went to the bathroom to clean up my nose, and my dad's coming with me, and then they, you know, I was supposed to do the gi division, and I'm like, fuck this, dad. I'm like, I am not gonna do this again i was like i'm not good at this i didn't i don't even understand it i was like i thought i was good and then we watched though we watched sean do that to every other kid in the bracket every single kid i don't know how i mean these brackets were kind of big too so he probably had five more fights in that division and just tapped everybody like pretty easily Mm -hmm. like okay this is interesting and then i see him put his gi on with a blue belt i'm like oh shit he's a blue belt already i'm like that kind of explains <laughs> some of it, you know? Yeah. When I start talking to Sean, okay, are you gonna are you doing MMA? And he's like, hell no. He's like, I just I don't even really like doing no gi. <laughs> I just train in the gi. Same. And he's like, this was like my f- one of my first no gi tournaments or something like that. And then he told me, he's like, I really shouldn't have been in this division. My coach just put me here because it was like, uh, you know, I don't do so much no gi. Because he, like I said, he was like way above yeah. the other kids. Yeah. Because back then it was like this too. It wasn't like white belt, blue belt in the nogi. It was like novice, be, intermediate. Yeah. yeah. I think it still is. I think yeah, they categorize. It, it depends like that. on yeah the organization. But yeah, yeah. No, but grappler's quest. I think it still. And and the rule set is you got to fight everybody in the division. Yeah, there were there was weird stuff. I don't yeah. even remember all how they did it, but it was yeah. I think novice, beginner, intermediate. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I get it. That's why part of why he whipped me. Uh, but just talking to him about that, like, oh no, I just train in the gi and I don't give a shit about MMA. How old was Sean? I think he's just like one year older than me. So oh, I, really? I, okay. at the time I was probably 15, he was maybe 16. I don't think he's a lot older than me, maybe one or two years. And so I went on, went and put my gi on cause he wasn't in my gi division cause it was white belt right? and he was a blue and I went and put on my gi and I, I won the gi division though. And I actually got a gold medal. <laughs> nice. For, for, <laughs> all right. And but honestly, um, I remember how I did it, and it was like I didn't even understand how to pass guard. People would try to arm lock me and stuff, and I would just stack the shit out of yeah. them and pass. Like I didn't really understand the real techniques yeah, yeah. of passing guard. 
And so I did win, and I remember, like, their coaches were like, this guy, is, this is bullshit. I mean, it worked. I mean, that's worked. how it yeah. works. The points were scored. I mean, yeah. Uh, so it was interesting. And you had no idea how the scoring worked. You just, like, were out there trying Not to kill really, a guy, basically. Yeah, like, I didn't, I don't think I understood the points. Uh, maybe, maybe I looked into it if it was on their website, yeah. but probably not real well. Did you have to use AOL? <laughs> yeah, dude, this was like, dial- yeah, it was. Yeah, dial like up. Dial up <laughs> yeah. And stuff. yeah, it really was like that. And like, I didn't really work. I don't, I didn't even register myself or, yeah. or anything. And my dad, my dad just figured it out, signed me up and all that. <laughs> yeah. He called me. How much do you weigh? You know, okay. He, yeah. He just did the whole thing. So the other thing too, is when I was training before that tournament, I was kind of going to the other other school, other side of town. We had like two schools, and they were even more so MMA mm. than the place I was at. We were kind of like I said, it was like judo, jujitsu, and you know they had that Monday night was supposed to be kind of like they called it NHB, but the other school was like MMA where we just had full on boxing practice and everything. So basically, after I got that whooping from Sean, <laughs> I went. I went back home and I was like, I'm not going to that place anymore. I'm going back to where I started. Just going to put the gi on and do like real jujitsu again. And, you know, go, go from there. I kind of, I, I just learned the lesson. I was like, I've been doing this wrong for training wrong for, for what I thought I was going to be good at. That's kind of crazy. At like 15, you like saw that. Well, dude, learn that lesson. Cause I don't know many 15 year olds who would. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of interesting, but he, he just, he just kind of explained it to me. I don't remember word for word, but it was just like, no, you need to wear the gi. It makes you better. And I watched him in the gi and he was just like beating everybody too. He like won the blue belt division. Sean was like a dude. He pretty much, I don't know how many losses he had as through the colored belts, probably like very minimal. He yeah. hardly ever lost. Yeah, he would just whoop people. He was like, a badass. Yeah. Like yeah. Do those very quick triangles and arm locks from close guard. And then, um, and his coach, too, had, like, a similar body style. He was a much bigger guy, mm-hmm. but he had this one coach, uh, Bruno Palista, and they, they had this highlight video. You can still see this on YouTube, I bet. They have a highlight video where it's the it's both of them, and you're like, there's Bruno doing this shit at Black Belt, and then there's Sean doing it at, like, blue or purple. <laughs> no shit, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Similar triangle, throw up the triangles and just stuff like that, because they're kind of both tall guys. And Yeah. yeah. So, D- did you get your blue belt at that school? I did, so... When I was like, when I first started training, the coach was a blue belt. He got his blue belt. If I remember correctly, he got it from John Owano, which, you know, Owano. Oh, from, yeah, from the geese. Yeah. They make the yeah, geese yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they made the UFC. Is he gloves. one of the dirty dozen? Is he that? Has he been uh, around that long? I don't think he's quite. Like, it's got to be one generation after like that. Like one generation. Yeah, after. yeah. He's pretty old school. He, he's, yeah. Yeah. He's, I, I'd have to look into it, but he probably, he's got to be at least like fifth stripe or yeah. something on that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So John had the their thing was called um, BJJ Revolution. Yeah, that was, that was like the thing he was part of under Rodrigo uh, Medeiros. I fought so, I fought Rodrigo. Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, yeah. Recently, yeah. I, I remember now. How'd that go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You hey, know, let's exactly. not talk about old shit. <laughs> yeah, tell us how that went. That was only a couple no, months ago. No, I do remember watching that. Yeah, yeah I just faced it for a second. But yeah, so that's kind of who we were under. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, so they're so far from Billings, from yeah. Montana, but yeah. that was like the team. So we had like um, BJJ Revolution patches on the gi, and I think I don't remember if it said Carlson Gracie or if it just said Rodrigo or what what it said. But he so then that was this guy's name was Greg that I'm talking about by the way, Greg Wheelon. He was like a judo black belt, was a blue belt in jujitsu under John Iwano. 
and I don't I don't really remember how this came about, but like he was promoted to purple belt by another guy from that team named uh, <clears throat> Tim Crater, Crazy Tim. So Crazy Tim was in the UFC and stuff. You might remember this was like, you know, it's been a while, but he has a school in Louisiana. Okay, you know Josh Mancuso. Yeah. So Tim promoted Josh Mancuso to black belt. Oh, so long wow. ago. Okay. Where in Louisiana? <clears throat> I don't remember. But his There's only like four big cities in Louisiana, well, right? Well, I mean, because the interesting thing, like, because Cron Gracie's in Montana now, right? Isn't his main school there? Cron has a school in Bozeman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and then when we went to Louisiana, we trained with um, one of Cron Gracie's uh, black belts. Mm. But that was up in like, um, what was it? West, uh, West Monroe. So that's like northern. Do, I'm just not familiar. Does he do the the white belt with the black stripe like Kron does for non Gracie Jiu Jitsu black belts? Mm, he didn't do anything like that with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I've heard some stuff like that. If you go and visit and you're a black belt, you like don't wear your own black belt. Right. They yeah, give you they one. give you a belt, yeah. Or something. Yeah, that's something interesting. Weird like yeah. that. Whatever. Yeah. Not sure. I'd wear it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I don't give like a shit. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just wear a white belt. Let's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Give me a pink belt. Well, like, yeah, I wear a white belt. Yeah, and it help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, won't come try at to me blend so hard. <laughs> I was like, I don't know much. Take yeah. it easy on me. <laughs> that's where a young kid tried to break my back. Oh, God. Yeah. But that's like, you know, Kron, Kron is like, um, I really expected him to be like the next thing because he had great showings at ADCC and all that stuff. And then he just kind of stopped competing, right? I mean, he, he was well, the, well within his prime. MMA career. Yeah. And then... That didn't go so well, I guess, or I don't know. I haven't been following too much MMA stuff. I, I only know of like maybe three fights that he, he had. Doesn't have a lot. He won yeah. a bunch at a like with. Uh, we need Watson back. Yeah, he remembers Jake would know. all this. Jake fight. would know. Yeah, Jake uh, but Watson. He, like, I think he won, won a couple of uh, fights, but it was like purely jujitsu wins. Oh, he would pull guard. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, he would like jump into close guard and then. And then I think he got like found someone who like wouldn't engage with his jujitsu and just. Beat the shit out of him, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, and this is all from like my really shitty memory of not really paying attention. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would have yeah, to look same, it up. Same. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we were talking about uh, blue, your blue belt. So yeah, so the blue belt came. Well, just to wrap that up, this so Tim Crater came. That was the first black belt I ever met. Tim Crater came wow. up and did a seminar, promoted Greg to purple. It was a two-part seminar: one jujitsu in the gi and one MMA. And so in the gi, dude, this was amazing. He showed us the lasso guard, the basic lasso sweep, the bicep slicer, and the spinning underneath the uh, omoplata. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, the first time I ever seen, like, how you can use the gi. Mm. We did cross choke or whatever. But we we weren't doing spider and lasso or de la Hiva. We did, like, nothing that took, like, grips, really. Not not to, like, that level. So how that, often do we that take that pr- shit for granted? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever, like, I mean, I, you, you te- I mean, I guess both of you guys teach, like, you know, brand new people. They see, like, when you can do stuff like that, and they're like, whoa. whoa yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's just, it's like, you can just see, this is dynamic. Like, yeah. we didn't really know that at the time. He started showing us that stuff, and we're like, whoa, holy shit, you can, like, do stuff? You know, we had no idea. <laughs> so the MMA part of it, this was fun. We put on the gloves, the little ones, the fingerless ones or whatever, yeah. dude, he's like sparring with me, Tim Crater. And he's big, dude. He's big as hell. <laughs> and, <laughs> like he's like, and you're six, even smaller. Back he's then. like six, yeah. three, six, four, I think, or like probably six, three. And I don't know, two, ten, two twenty at the time. And how tall are you? I'm like five, six. Yeah. Dude, I'm pretty short. <laughs> and I'm a teenager at this time, you know, and yeah. I didn't really grow any taller, but anyway, <laughs> dude, he's 
boom, jabbing me in the face, like pretty hard. He's like, come on, hit me and stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know how to really throw punches that good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I'm just like trying to spar with him. And he's like, boom. He's like cracking me in the face and stuff. And I'm like, whoa. Oh my gosh. Uh, and the rolling was kind of like that too. Like throw us down, like smash us, tap us out. I was yeah. like, holy shit. And you're just a white belt. Yeah. And it, so it was, uh, it was um, I didn't even care really. Yeah. I mean, I was didn't care I was getting popped in the face. It was kind of eye-opening, like, <laughs> dang, okay, this is like a higher level. This guy can yeah. just wreck us. Mm-hmm. It's very fun uh, thinking about it. But So that was like, for a little period, that was our team. It was like BJJ Revolution. And then I was still a white belt. A guy moved up. He was a black belt. He moved up to my hometown named James Gardner, and he came from Salt Lake City, from Unified Jiu-Jitsu, which was... Unified was essentially it was like Master Pedro Sauer's school, and uh, Master Pedro went to like Washington D.C. Mm. He just relocated there. I think he had like a teaching the Secret Service. He had like some job like that, like kind of a big deal. Yeah. So he went to the East Coast. So all of his black belts that he had formed in Salt Lake City, they just said, "Let's make this school," and they called it Unified. You know, just coming together. So James moved moved up there. He was teaching like at. Just the little couple martial arts schools that we had. And so then everybody is kind of learning from the guy because he's the only black belt. He was by far the best guy around, like, in the whole state. And he stayed for, like, about nine months. But So I got the blue belt from him. And okay. then when he moved back to Salt Lake City, um, we just kept that affiliation. So that school for quite a few years was, like, under unified. Yeah. Kishino did a... Um a camp there. Yeah, they've had Kishino a few times, and, yeah. that, and that's where I actually had met Kishino for the first time. Because eventually I moved to Salt Lake City, and they just brought him for a seminar. This was like, it was before Aries. I think he was probably like Kyotera team yeah. at the time. I think it was that or that or Soul Fighters, one of the two. Yeah, it yeah. was like in 2013, I think. Oh, that's got to be his Soul Fighters days. Could have been. No, probably Kyotera. Yeah, Kyotera. Yeah. It was like right around there, 2013, 2014, yeah. I think, somewhere in there. <clears throat> and yeah, he came and did a seminar. Um, and I knew who he was just from like just paying attention to jujitsu stuff. And uh, so it was that was a great seminar. It was very exciting. And I have some pictures from that that are kind of cool. Where I was at the time, purple belt, and he's using me as the uki doing like uh, so a cool. guard on yeah. me and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, the blue was um, dude. That was like in two thousand seven. Wow. And then I got my purple belt. Maybe at the end of like two, it had to be like 2012 or something like that. Wow. I had a big long period as a blue belt because I got the blue in high school and then I joined the army after high school. And so I had these okay. couple of years there where I was like, not exactly training. I would try, but it was yeah. just not, you know, it was, what, it was what you back then, right? I mean, What's now, that? like, I feel like every, like, Everybody that is in the military has like some, they like figure out well, a way to have jujitsu. They, they, yeah. We did. They yeah. have like a thing, but it's just not, if you already did jujitsu beforehand, you're like, no, nah, this sucks. Yeah. It's like not yeah. the same. It's, it's not, it's, it's not, not fun. It's not for a sport. It's not fun. It's like, you're not enjoyable. It's just very rough because it has a different purpose to yeah. it. So the, the techniques that they show you are like almost kind of would work if the other guy like didn't know stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I remember learning this crap in uh like, basic training when they first started doing the combatives and it was like you're in the close garden you just like reach back behind their legs and like undo it and i'm like and get triangles can't fucking do that (laughs) like yeah try that to me i love that but that's just kind of it's just different you know what'd you do in the army i was infantry infantry wow okay okay yeah so 
that yeah i was in um i was stationed at fort stewart in georgia and i did try to do jiu-jitsu i went a couple times like to a real jiu-jitsu school in savannah but it was like an hour drive each direction so we'd get off uh you know we get like released from work or whatever like sometimes just most of the time like too late to where i was like i couldn't make it in time for the practice or if i did haul ass get go to the barracks get in my truck drive I could barely make it there. <laughs> yeah. It was just such a long fucking day that it yeah. was like not really, uh, not even hardly worth it. It was like not fun just being too worn out because yeah. the day would start too. you know how it is. You're, sure. You're yeah. in the military. Yeah. Start like so early. You get to work. It's like 445 or something like yeah. that a.m. And then like you get done. It's like 6 p.m. And then I'd have to like <laughs> drive straight from there. To Ridiculous. The, yeah. So. I Eight hour days. To. What Half are those? the time you're not doing shit. No, it's just, <laughs> just like wasting time. Yeah. Just getting yelled at and stuff but so i would try to do just do a little bit like at a real place and it, it was just too hard so i did the combatives when they would they had that on our on our schedule and then we would just roll out wrestling mats at the gyms you know whatever gym had the wrestling mat we would just roll that out you know like i was a blue belt so i knew i could teach the guys and there was a lot of guys that like wrestled in high school and stuff so we we could roll yeah. you know it was we could just do it whatever you know i would show them kimuras and stuff but um, so then once I got out of the army, just got back into it and it wasn't long after that we moved to Salt Lake City. So then I got <coughs> purple and then brown and then we moved again. Wow. So I moved a lot. Yeah. So, so my wife and I, we, we were in Salt Lake, um, just for a couple of years, but we were just, I was just doing random jobs. I was doing some landscaping. I was doing, uh, washing dishes, just doing all kinds of stuff that, but at the same time, nice thing though, I was training like twice a day still. I was squeezing this in. Like okay. I, the schedule was working out. It's where I could still train <laughs> a lot. Yeah. But it was also, <clears throat> I, you know, we were kind of scraping by. Like yeah. it wasn't like a long term. We couldn't do it like that for forever. So we had to like decide what to do. And my wife's parents, they lived in Wyoming and they said, you can come and like stay in our house and go to the community college. So then we went up to Wyoming and our plan was like, I'll go up there go to school and we'll just move back to Salt Lake city. We're, yeah. I would just go to get the, it was like a community college. So I was like, I'll we'll just get the, I'll get the associate's degree and then we'll just move back. Yeah. And then we, we just, my wife kind of didn't want to go back to Salt Lake. So then we can't, we moved to Arizona instead. No shit. So, yeah. Wow. So we, yeah, what we, was it about uh, Salt Lake that she didn't like? Well, we really kind of moved there just cause of the, I knew the guys from jujitsu. Gotcha. Like we didn't have any gotcha. family there. Yeah. So from our hometown um, to Salt Lake, I think was about, nine hours maybe it was like the same is that where you met your wife or do you meet her in in, in montana yeah in montana we okay but i I didn't know her before i was in the army actually we went to separate high schools i just never met her oh wow so when i came back when i got out of the army i came back i met her like pretty much right away and then um yeah we started dating and eventually yeah we moved to salt lake because we were both like in that we were like what the hell should we do we thought about should we go to Denver? We were thinking just like where can we go? Yeah, I was like, well, I know all these guys in Salt Lake that are really awesome. Like they're already my friends and everything. Yeah. So we we went there and um, but yeah, we had no family there, but it wasn't that far from our hometown. Like so we didn't, you know, it was just uh, it, it was just an easy choice to make to move there. And then yeah. once we got there, we're there for a couple of years, and then. I think she was just missing her family or like we were always just by ourselves yeah. besides me having all the jujitsu friends. Right. Yeah. That was kind of the difference. Yeah. So yeah. So I graduated with, I got an associate's degree and then we were, um, she didn't want to move back there. So 
we had family in Arizona. My dad was living in Tucson. My stepmom and my little brother lived in Tucson. So then the interesting thing here, I've, I've told people this in kind of a, a few different times, but like my dad was working in Goodyear, even though his house was in Tucson. He was doing a lot of work in Goodyear at the time. Wow. So we came down and we <clears throat> visited Goodyear. like, um, And I trained at Cachino School, but this was... Um, Before it was that. It yeah. was Autos at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually went to class and I trained with Corey. Corey Kerber. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Corey's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. so I so I had met Corey. He's the head coach at Dark Matter now, I believe. Yeah. 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 So at at the time I think it was Kevin was like the main instructor. Yep. Um but he wasn't there the day that I went. It was just Corey and you know, it was a couple of the guys. And so anyway, we were going to move to Goodyear, and not not just like because of the that jujitsu school, but just my dad was working there. And we're yeah. like, oh, nice area, probably a lot of places to train. We'll figure it out, whatever. But then we also spent some time in Tucson, and my stepmom and my little brother were there, and my dad was kind of saying he was going to move back there. And let's see, it just seemed easier, like because it's smaller, and yeah. it's more just similar to kind of where we're from, smaller yeah. places. Yeah. So we decided to move to Tucson. And, and we did that, and then, like, my dad really never went back. He had kind of talked about, like, going back for uh, work at uh, the university hospital. And okay. he just, like, it just wasn't a, the right offer or whatever. So then uh, he got a job and stayed in Scottsdale, actually. Okay. And that's where my dad's at now. Yeah. So my wife and I were in Tucson, and we're like, this is this wasn't exactly how we envisioned <laughs> this. But it was, you know, it was yeah. like whatever. What year is that when you moved to Tucson? It was 2000. 17. Okay. And who did you train under when you moved there? So I started training at Palatin right, right away because, um, it was, it was just close to my dad's house Yeah, that because we were state, we stayed there briefly when we first arrived and it was just like not far. So we went to Palatin, you know, the guys were cool. So I just yep. stayed there. Okay. And, and I, and I actually really did at the time I was like a, I'm a big fan still of, I mean, he's now uh, made double five, but I'm a big fan of uh, Rafael Formiga. Yeah, for sure. And and of course Tonquino. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Soul Fighters, like this is actually pretty badass. Yeah. And then I'm thinking like, well, Tonquino's not far away, so training with these guys, <laughs> we're gonna end up training with Tonquino, and he'll be here for seminars. Mm. So so I was I was pretty pumped about that too. So so I I was at Palatin for three and a half years, about I think. Okay. And. Teaching there and and because uh, I hit it off with Sal like right away, he's a good guy. It, I was so I was a brown belt. I had been a brown belt for a couple of years when when I got there, and he had me start teaching some classes right away, and then even you know gave me a key to the school because so, he would go out of town for work a lot. Yeah. So and he was a uh, military, I think, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He well, he probably still unless he reserves or something. Yeah, he was like Air Force reserves. Yeah, I think he's still doing it unless he had retired from that. I'm I'm not hundred percent sure. But so he would do like, you know, those long weekends, you know, out of town. Yeah. So so I was teaching there and I would make a lot of trips to train with Tonquino as well. And all the guys at the time, big guys, you know, yeah, the, like yeah. uh like the Aoki brothers, yeah. like Fabiano and Ismail and even uh Tiago and let's see who else would be there a lot. Sometimes Tim Welch. Um, Keegan. What about Joe Graves? Was Joe Graves around at that time? I he is a giant. You know, he's <laughs> I yeah. don't I never roll with him, but I feel like there was a time or two where he would be like at the at the practice where yeah. where when I was there. 
Um, so Where I, was Soul Fighter at that time? I would train mostly in Glendale. Okay. And, and this would have been like at the Aoki Brothers School. Okay. And so Tonkinio had his school, I think, was in Tempe. At yeah, the he's time. he's been in Tempe. Like he's got he's had like maybe three locations. Because he had a spot right next to Bogies <clears throat> in that corner yeah. spot. Yeah, it was like tiny. Yeah. Then he moved. Not to, I mean, he moved for a couple of, for a few years, and now he's in the big HQ. The the best. I haven't been to the new place. location Just ever. The pictures. Sick, it looks amazing. Dude, yeah. I haven't been inside. Of, dude, they like they have that. so much mat space that their 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 um cage. Their fighting cage looks like nothing in there. Yeah, I from mean, the pictures, it looks that way. It's like yeah, a it's octagon. like a little octagon yeah. in there. It's way like over there, nothing. And everything's all <clears throat> decked out. It's got like Soul Fighters, Gorgeous, like man. on. Yeah. It's like vending machines that have like a Soul Fighters uh, yeah. banner thing. I it walked lo- into his second amazing. spot. Well, I, I what I considered what I since I've known him, his second spot. And when you walked in, he had two mat spaces, but they were like separated by like something as. It almost looked like a like uh, like a wall you would find like at a hockey rink, you know, really mm-hmm. kind of low wall, and they're separated. But you walk in and it's got a, you know all his UFC stuff, yep, and ADCC and all. It's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty freaking cool. I heard, like I, I that might have been the one time where I went to train at his school, and I feel like I only went once because mm. it was always um in Glendale. Yeah, I one time went to his school. And yeah, I, I remember it. Like, I don't remember the school exactly though. Like th- what, what you were talking about, like slightly, but I do remember rolling with, um, um, John Lightfoot. Oh yeah. John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. He's yeah. so strong. Wishing him a speedy recovery, man. Yeah. I, I, I think same. he's back on the I mat. I saw so. a picture yeah, where he's, he was wearing the gi. I don't know if he was yeah. really training, but. No, that's good, man. I'm glad to hear he's back on his feet. I, I did see a picture. He's wearing the gi. So I mean, looks good from yeah. I should. We could ask Aaron. Yeah, we could. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aaron's probably more in uh, keeping in touch. Yeah, but um, yeah, I do remember. I remember that because, dude, at that time I might have been a black belt and he was a blue belt, and I was like, "Oh, holy shit! I better like <laughs> be. I better play the right game yeah. here because I felt his grips and stuff. I was like, oh my god, I can't. I'm gonna. Did you get your black belt under? That was under Tonquino and oh and really? Sal. Yeah. Okay. So, so. Just, you know, there was, um, Tonquino came to Palatin and did like a belt promotion. So it was, it was myself and the guy named, uh, Roberto. We both nice. got promoted to black belt. Is that something they do? Like, is it a surprise when they promote you or did you know beforehand? No. And it, what's your opinion it, on that? What do you like to do? Um, man, I kind of, it wasn't a surprise and actually it was going to come. It seemed like what? From what I'm remembering, like Sal was kind of telling me it was coming at a different time. Okay. <clears throat> and and this was a different seminar um, much earlier because I got I got the black belt in 2018. And there was like a, a seminar earlier in the year from Alan. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, want, I don't want to pronounce his last name wrong, but uh, DeLucia. I think, okay. You know, Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the one that moved to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Alan's awesome. So, he's great. Oh, he's so cool. Yeah, Freaking great dude. Such a good, His wife's awesome too. Yeah. Great instructor, people. good friend. He's, yeah. he's the man. Yeah. He came and did a seminar and, and then it, it was kind of like, I thought Sal had said Tonkini would also just come and be there too. And then th- that would be the <clears> day where I got the black belt. And so it was a little weird because I told my family and they came 
And oh, like, wow. like my stepmom and maybe my dad was in town and my wife and stuff. And then like, th- we just like didn't do belt promotions that day. And it was kind of like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, cause it wasn't, t- Tonkinio couldn't make it actually. Right, that was the yeah. thing. He c- I, he had some other obligation or something like that. So then, then it seemed kind of like, I kind of knew cause I was like, well, it's only Alan here. So like, I don't know if that's the plan anymore. Yeah. But it's already like at that moment. Yeah. So I couldn't tell my family like, just scram, you know, <laughs> it's not today. <laughs> like, yeah. You're just going to sit here. Wasted but, your time. Yeah. yeah. But it was something kind of like that where, I don't know, it just was later on in the year that Tonkinio came and did, we did a belt promotion. But no, it wasn't a surprise, um, you know, when he actually did come. It was yeah. planned out and stuff. I, and I, I sort of, I'm trying to think, none, none of my belts were ever a surprise because um, blue, purple, and brown being part of uh, Unified and Master Pedro Sauer's team, we did a belt test. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So okay. You had, you had like a list of moves that yeah. you had to demonstrate all in front of the professor. Like, um, I think roughly like 85 or 90 techniques. Okay. For each belt. Just to give you the idea, it's like, it, it, it seems, I don't know, some people would be like, oh my God, it's like so stupid to do a test because not a lot of places do that anymore. Mm-hmm. The, the first step, like from white to blue, the first thing is tie your belt. So it's like, <laughs> Legit. It, it starts like you need to know that you, you got, it's all the important stuff. Yeah. And then it just went, you know, forward roll, all the stuff. And, um, I still really think that that list is the most important moves I've ever learned. Cause it's got all the fundamentals. Yeah. It's, and then, and then blue to purple is even more fundamental type moves. There's also a lot of self-defense on those moves though, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which this is interesting because. These days we're doing so much sport jujitsu that it's like we almost don't ever drill that stuff. Right. Like, um, you know, someone throws a punch and you clinch up and do a hip throw. We're like not exactly drilling that. But the things that are so important on there, which we still neglect, is like the, all the headlock escapes. Yeah. And there's, um, you know, guillotine escape. That's one for sure. There's There was, we're going to do that when we're training, of course, the guillotine. But. Um, I think that's a technique that a person could get you in if they didn't even do jiu-jitsu. They could just figure out how to do a guillotine. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So those ones were really they important. They hurt. Guillotine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, someone's going to just grab your head. That was more of a crank. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, hey, I wasn't going to tap. <laughs> that was more of a crank. <laughs> 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 that's what you said. That was more yeah. of a crank. It doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> um, all those type of things, the headlocks, the bear hugs, someone grabs you from you know behind you, all that type of stuff was on there in, in – uh, yeah, we should probably do those from more often, I think. Yeah. Because, and I tell people this, uh, I always think about this. It's like, I'm not exactly worried I'm going to get into a, like a situation where someone like comes from behind me and grabs me. I just don't go out. I don't go to bars. I just like, don't really put myself in weird situations. Yeah. Good for you. But imagine you're somewhere, like say you're at like a family barbecue and you got like that one like, like drunk uncle. uncle. Yeah, drunk <laughs> yeah. uncle. Drunk uncle. Or it's just like your cousin that's like thinks, oh, you do jujitsu. Can you get out of this? And they put you in a headlock. What if you couldn't? You'd look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you Right? If yeah. You're, think about like you're a black belt. Yeah. Someone like grabs, puts you in like a, a full Nelson or a bear hug, you know, or something. And you like are struggling. You don't know how to get out of it. They'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, guess jujitsu sucks because... Yeah. You, know, you so, need jujitsu so you don't get embarrassed yeah, at family dude, I, barbecues. Yes, that's kind of how I think about it. I'm <laughs> yes. like, no, you got to know it. Of course, it could yeah. happen in any other situation, but for sure, you know, that would just kill you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What, what's your thought on the testing for belts? I like it still. Do you? I really do. My my only problem with it is it's like 
I can't remember exactly what the the saying is, but there's like it's like along the lines of there is no black belt techniques. There's just techniques done at black belt level. So it's like, what are you, if you're just demonstrating techniques, it's like, well, a blue belt should be able to demonstrate everything that a black belt does. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where I think it makes more sense white to blue mm-hmm. and maybe blue to purple. And then you're kind of just doing your own game at that point right. yeah. when you're yeah. a brown belt and stuff. And it's like, how, I mean, what are we going to do? Like. Uh, 20 de la Hiva techniques and right. Right. and yeah. show the worm guard and he's like well we're gonna have to kind of put a cap on it like we can't just do infinity moves on a test right but when you just have the white to blue and you're thinking like um oh you know pendulum sweep and scissor sweep and all and just the close guard things everybody getting their blue belt should be able to do all that yeah and the the way that um Peter Sauer's testing would work was I think from, I honestly feel like from purple to brown and maybe brown to black, it was just more self-defense. Because oh, really? he kind of knows. He's like, you just need to be able to show this shit really good to, the. you know, it was more about like, can you teach all this stuff to Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it's like that, like I was saying, it's like, I don't know if they're going to be able to make a test that's like, Deep half guard, you know, yeah, yeah, all yeah. these well, intricate things. Um, One of one of my instructors, my morning guy, uh, D. He uh, he came from uh, the Coyotera HQ mm-hmm. out of San Jose, and um, they did testing for all the belts, and it was all the same curriculum. It was all fundamental curriculum, and you just had to execute it at a certain level, I guess. And um, and if you failed, you failed. I mean, you didn't. Yeah, it's yeah. pass fail. That's it. Wow. So I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, where would you draw the line? Because it's like there's stuff like like Worm Guard <laughs> or like he, you can even argue that probably like even Deep Half kind of like falls into like like niche techniques that not everyone learn learns or at least is proficient at because you generally you can get if you just are really good at the fundamentals like we know lots of examples of that right yeah you don't need to learn like Spider Guard or no. you know or Worm Guard or whatever right so right. it's kind of like well are you gonna make you know if you're a black belt you have to know how to do Worm Guard it's like that's not really practical. Right, like everybody's doing their kind of their own game. Yeah, and but the fundamentals don't change. The fundamentals right, don't exactly. Change. So, everybody's yeah. doing that. Yeah. Those moves always work. Yeah. I think. I think at, at like Absolutely. at a like a base level, I think yeah, the white to blue I think makes the most sense because mm-hmm. that's I think once like that that's kind of like the difference between a white belt and a blue belt, right? Like, is a blue belt kind of like at least is is like semi, and we've talked about this before. It's like semi familiar with just about every position you could be in. That doesn't mean that like if I'm on a blue belt's back, he knows how to like completely defend from me. Right. But they know generally like how to escape back, yeah, what they need to do to, yeah. to protect no, themselves. Yeah. And, and those are also the big ones. Like um, all the escapes. Yeah. From side mount, mount, all that, like I said, like the headlocks, all that, all that type of stuff, back escape, all those things are on uh white to blue. Mm-hmm. And it keeps everyone like, I mean, those are so important. It keeps everyone well-rounded. So all the guys on the team have escapes. They know mm-hmm. the correct ways about framing, you know, underneath and escaping. And I have taught classes or, or um, you know, I've borrowed people to be my Uki where they're like a brown belt. And we're talking about, okay, when the guy starts to escape back, and like I'm on his back already with the hooks in and stuff. Yeah. And he's like just struggling. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what the hell are you doing, dude? Yeah. Like, push my like, hook down. You got to like, hip over. Hook. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you're doing it wrong. Like, 
And I'm like, well, <laughs> isn't it like, weird? You like <laughs> run into people every once in a while and be like, how did you get this far without yeah. knowing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sometimes that happens where they just kind of clueless about it and, and they, they figure out something that is kind of working for them. Yeah. Cause of course if you spend enough time rolling, you put so many hours on the mat, you will figure some stuff out. That's not, Typically, conventional, what's like yeah, yeah like like uh, not exactly the thing everyone else is doing. The best way to defend the back position is to not have someone take your back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, but I've I've had I've Stand had people slam on. <laughs> 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 works. I've had people uh, come in from like other schools or out of town, whatever, and I've have to explain like warm up stuff for them. Yeah, like, Toriando passes, leg drags, leg drags, a and, lot of leg drags. Like and, a lot of people don't yeah. know how to do leg drags. Like yeah, yeah, and you're saying, oh, get your knee shield in, and they're like, what? cross face, and they go like put their forearm on their face like oh okay well we got to work on that i have done this as you know kind of for a little bit for fun and but also just in my own school when i had when i was running always for jiu-jitsu and i was thinking about like what would be the curriculum to go from white to blue because i was just thinking about master pedro sours that list it was like 85 moves and i'm i i pull it up and i'm looking at it and i'm thinking like would i take anything off and try to put more modern stuff in it. Mm. And it's hard because you're like, I don't want to take any of this stuff. It's, right. it's yeah. important, you know. Um, even tie the belt. I fucking hate when people tie their belt wrong. Yeah, <laughs> You'll see that. Yeah. People are freaking brown or black belt. And they have their belt tied where it's like going uh, yeah, up, and down. up and down. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you've yeah. been. John Gory. You've been, yeah. you've been tying this belt for 10 years and you've fucked it up every time. Yeah. For 10 <laughs> years Derek Kale was that way also. He would <laughs> yeah. just, he didn't care. He just tie his belt any which when way. I, so I, I, how I got that belt for me, that for my, my Joey, my blue belt. Yeah. I was, he was like, all right, now that I have a new, nice new belt, I need to learn how to tie my belt. <laughs> <laughs> we were like showing him how to, to do like the YouTube way, like the, oh, the really no. nice way to tie your belt. No, I don't like that one at all. <laughs> I saw this. It doesn't come undone. I yeah, like it. That's the problem. I know. I saw this um, probably Instagram, um, and it was uh, Sinistro. He has a school like in the San Diego area, and he he sh- had uh, it was like a, a, a long video, the whole test of white to blue, and the way that he did it wasn't as specific, but he would say, "Show me two sweeps from close guard." So they could choose whatever ones they were good at. And cool. he's watching and just, if it makes sense, if it's a real move, a good move, then that's good. He, you know, they pass and, and mm-hmm. so on. It was like, and he even had, um, I, it was more than just the most basic fundamental stuff. It was like, show me a, two sweeps from De La Hiva guard. Okay. And show me whatever, some yeah. passes or so. So I was, I was thinking about that. I'm like, that's another way you could go about it. And that, in my opinion, would probably make more sense at the higher levels, the higher belts. Mm-hmm. Because like everyone has their game, like mm-hmm. we were talking about. So, you know, I'm not, like, uh, going to say, show me De La Hiva to a single leg X to sit him down and leg drag. And, like, uh, it's not going to be so specific because maybe that's just not what you do. Yeah. But I think I think when you're, man, everything depends, right? But if you have somebody who is, like, looking to be a, a, an instructor, to me, I think they should really, this is just my opinion, like, you got to put yourself in situations that are, uncomfortable like you got to stretch yeah Mm -hmm. so like as an instructor if you don't know like the difference between you know single leg x and x guard and you know butterfly and how they all you know how they all complement each other well there's a problem there yeah right i mean yeah so i i think like if you if you're gonna be a i i I say this a lot if you're if you even think you want to be a a coach start studying now 
Yeah. Because it's by the time you're like, hey, you got to teach tomorrow. It's too freaking late. That's one of my favorite parts <laughs> about coaching, though. Yeah. Like when you're like teaching something, like it's something you know, but you just don't do I a don't lot. Do, yeah. The, the passes we were teaching the past couple of weeks, yeah. I don't do those. Right. But then you're like, I make it a point, like if I'm teaching something that I don't do, but mm-hmm. it's something that everyone needs to learn anyways, I'll, I'll just, I've, I just put myself in those positions and be like, Trying to like prove to myself that these are real techniques. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. oh, it does fucking work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it's. Yeah. What 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 do you like to what do you like to play mostly? What like if if you're ideally your ideal um, match? How does it go? Don't look at me. What do I do to you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, reverse De La Hiva. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I I really like that reverse De La Hiva. Well, I like doing half guard, mm. and then it just kind of went from there. I and that wasn't always it though. I I was well, like I said, lasso. When mm. I first learned the mm. lasso guard um, from the first black belt I ever met, so I was a lasso guard person for a long time, and then, um, I probably did some De La Hiva a little bit, but like, I hurt my knee, and I could not even do close guard. It was, it's kind of hard to explain, but when I tore my meniscus, it's like the tension of keeping the I know the exactly what you mean, yeah. When yeah. people just try to barely open my guard, it would you, like- You got to open it. It would like pop, yeah. and my knee would lock up, and it was giving me all these problems. So I started feeling like I could do half guard, because I didn't really have to uh, like really flex my legs or lock them together. There was not tension, because they're both kind of independent. Yeah. And, and it was, say it's similar to close guard, they're like- they're not as uh, loose. People can't, yeah. you know, like uh, when you're playing De La Hiva and Spider and things, people try Toriandos and they're kind of jerking your legs around. Yeah. It's not really like that in half guard. There, there's too much connection. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was just safe. So yeah. I started doing so much half guard and then that just turned into like reverse De La Hiva too. And now I just love that. Yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then um, I guess you and I both kind of similarly play that, huh? Yeah, like kind of like take turns. Playing. Yeah, like whoever's <laughs> on the bottom is trying to do half guard, and, and we'll mess. Like I also think um, whatever the technique is being shown in the class, I just try that when I'm yeah, rolling. Same. And so if lately Paul's been, we've been doing barambolo. Paul's been showing us the barambolo. Bolos. And even though he had the hernia surgery not long ago <laughs> a couple weeks ago he recovered from a hernia yeah. surgery he's a hundred years old um. yeah <laughs> he, you know, he always says he's as back back issue i don't know what his back, back injury is his yeah. back's yeah. been bothering him lately or yeah. something he did but it though paul he, did it yeah so anyway he doesn't give a shit he's like you gotta f- get upside down and he does oh it. he definitely pushed it off for a couple of days he, he did he did actually this is kind of funny he's like looks like we're out of time like, we would be like doing some De La Hiva guard uh, we're gonna roll for 50 minutes uh, we're out of time sweeps and then it would get to that point where you like sit him down on their butt and he'd be like and we'll just we're just gonna come up we're just gonna come up and get our two points for the sweep and he's like we're out of time Next week we'll do the bolo. <laughs> we're like, we can do it now. You can do it now. Yeah. 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 That, that happened a few di- a few days. Actually. Need a little painkiller. Yeah, we were that definitely was, teasing Paul. That, <laughs> like, so funny. that was very funny. But yeah. of course we knew. We're like, yeah, yeah, dude, we know. You just had this hernia. You have. Yeah. yeah. He's a little nervous to jump into it. Yeah. yeah. Just get upside down. Like, whoa. That was my we, first ever class. Oh, I think you told Barambola. me that. That was my yeah. first ever class. Yeah, I was all fat trying to invert. The, the the years where, like I said, I didn't train a lot. When I was in the army, I think that's when the Barambola was really just popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I got 13, back, 12, something like that. Yeah. When yeah. I got back into jujitsu, I was like, "What the bear? Like, what are you saying? Like, I didn't even know the <laughs> term. I was yeah. like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. And and I wasn't even good at daily heave guard anyway, because I was just blue belt. I wasn't. Um, it wasn't even where I was training. 
like because James, our black belt, had moved away. So our training was still mostly just blue and purples and stuff. And yeah. so we weren't so great at De La Hiva Guard anyway. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, oh, De La Hiva Guard. Then you do this and do this and roll. And I'm like, show me the De La Hiva Guard a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me yeah. like figure it out a little bit. Oh, and then you got to. So I didn't know the Baron Bolo. And um, I was telling, oh, I was telling this to Paul, I think, or someone just the other day. I did a. Uh, match against uh, Tyson here in Phoenix. Mm. It was before I moved here. You know, I was in Salt Lake City, and I flew down for one of Gustavo's tournaments. And I fought Tyson in the second round, and, dude, he was just purple trying belt, to... Purple belt? Yeah. He was just trying to bear and bowl on me. He was, tr- like, doing De La Hiva and sitting me down, and I would yeah. just get back up. He would just, like, sit me down. I would, like, just... Because I, I didn't even really know what was going on. I was like, what is he trying to do? That was, like, the thing. It was a yeah. thing, man. Remember yeah. the, what, were the, what was that Jiu-Jitsu magazine? <clears throat> was it called Jiu-Jitsu? Jiu-Jitsu Mag. Jiu-Jitsu Mag, and then there was Gracie Magazine. I think it was yeah. the Jiu-Jitsu Mag. There's that cover that has the Meow Brothers and the Mendez Brothers, and it's just, like, all Baron Bolos. All Bolos. I might yeah. have that issue. I have That's some a classic them. one. Yeah. Dude, off... Well, just real quick. Uh, I saw a cardboard box out in the back alley... <laughs> Behind our dojo, filled with Gracie magazines, and I was gonna take it home, and I felt weird. I was like, what are these <laughs> back here? "Like a hobo." You're Dude, like, recently? Yeah. No and, shit. And I was like, "Is that just trash? Are they wet?" Well, Paul had like a like, stack of them, and Dude, like, no one a looks full, at them. A yeah. full yeah. cardboard box. <clears throat> and I was like, "Maybe these are like they got all wet and they suck." I was like, "I don't know." I saw them back there. I shut the door, and I was like, "I'm gonna grab them tomorrow. If they're still there." They're gone. Oh yeah. man! <laughs> Dude, the garbage man came and got them. I was like, "Shit." <clears throat> But anyway, yeah. So I had that match with Tyson, and uh, I like he was trying that Baron Bolo, and I was so clueless about it. Uh, he beat me. He just was sweeping me with De La Hiva, but I don't really recall. He never got my back from. He never did the Baron Bolo, but he right. was trying. Yeah, and I was just like fighting out of it. Like, what the hell? Are you and YouTube doing? wasn't even like a big thing back then. Yeah, it was, but it wasn't good. Yeah, it's not like where now you can like just name a technique. You can yeah. YouTube it, and yeah. it, you, you oh, can man. have like ten different people show you how to do it. Yeah. Man, so has there been like a like a um, an injury or anything that happened in your life besides the army that has made you be, be like yeah the same for me, man? I'm gonna not train anymore or second guess you did. Oh boy, honestly, it's some like not not injuries, but you know where I would get sort of frustrated is it's kind of like it, it was happening a little bit at Palatin or. When I had my own school, just not having that many people to work with, mm. to train with. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm like thinking, because uh, cause there'd just be days where the guys I want to roll with couldn't make it. And yeah. there, or there'd be days where just damn near no one would be there. It'd be like one person would come in and it's like their second day. And I'm like, well, we're not really rolling now. Right. I'm not preparing for my tournament that I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. It'd just be like, you know, stuff like that. Like, well, let me show you the dang uh, hip escape or whatever. Yeah. And, And break falls, (laughs) just whatever. So anyway, it was more, a lot of stuff like that would happen where I would just feel like I've devoted all this time to this, this hobby or this sport, this thing where it depends on other people. Like I can't do it by myself. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, damn, why didn't I just get more into like something I just do on my own, like riding a bike or like fishing or something. (laughs) I just do it by myself. Yeah. 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 I don't have to play play pool. I still need another person. I don't have to like depend on any person to help me or be there. Like yeah. to train with, you know, yeah, participate with. So it was just sometimes that would happen, mm. you know. And then, uh, well, I, when I say it's like sometimes it'd be like it was happening enough to where it'd make me feel that way. Like, yeah, damn it, this is the wrong thing to be in. Yeah. 
Just was that kind of like right part place. of what made you kind of split ways or? Yeah. And move here. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I mean, that, that was, that was like a part of it. And well, and it was also just like, um, just running the school by myself because yeah. when I decided to make my school, I was, you know, I was training at the soul fighters affiliate and then they had like a split up and I don't even know a lot of the reasons there. The, the big soul fighters like, yeah. Uh, Rafael Formiga went and started Double Five, yeah. and then the guys here locally, a lot of them were not Soul Fighters anymore, and some are Double Five. Then, yeah, like like Tiago's now yep. Alliance yep. and stuff. And I don't even know <clears throat> all the details. He was Double Five for a minute, right? He, he yeah. was, he was. Yeah. So it seemed like they were all kind of Double Five briefly, or or a lot of them. And then, uh, yeah, then he was Alliance, and I don't remember everybody else. Yeah, there was a, seemed like a couple others, um, but they just were no longer Soul Fighters, and it was. Also, I was making trips to train with Cachino. I would mm. go to Goodyear, mm. train with him there. And it just seemed to me that from a training standpoint, like from my own personal jujitsu, and then also from a business standpoint also, it just seemed like Aries would be a better team because we have like um, so much more bonding, like yeah. team stuff. We're yeah. always doing like, like today we did the open mat. There's like Pan Am camps and there's yeah. this stuff we always do something. together. Yeah. Always everyone's getting together. And Soul Fighters like didn't really have too much stuff like that going on. And especially at the split up. Yeah. And then it was like, I don't even know. Like Sonquino is a busy guy. He's doing, uh, you know, this was years ago where he was still doing um, his MMA career, fighting in yep. the UFC. Then maybe he's he Co- did ADCC coaching. pretty recently, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, he did ADCC yeah. recently. So he had a lot of his own stuff he was working on. Yeah. So I feel like he was a little busy to where, I was like, I don't know how often Tonquino is going to be able to come to Tucson and do, like, seminars at my school and stuff. It was just kind of weird, you know, thinking, like, um, there's this split, and maybe that's just not the right team anymore. Yeah. It, it was mm-hmm. kind of weird. And I, and I only was be part, hard. I was only part of Soul Fighters just because I moved to Tucson yeah. and trained at the affiliate school. Yeah. I had, like I said, went white to brown from another team. Yeah. Some people ask me, like, well, why don't you just affiliate with those guys? It was it's always like, forward. Is that Soul Fighter or was that? No, it was Aries. Aries. It okay. Was Aries. So, so yeah, I thought, well, I could maybe ask the guys at Unified in Salt Lake City if I could, like, have an affiliate. But uh, it, it also just made more sense to just be with someone in Arizona. <clears throat> yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was already, like I said, I was already training with Cachino and making trips and even going to Paul's school and stuff. And... I remember there was like, there was like one thing uh, where it was uh, like an Aries only thing, and I was like not part of Aries. I was still training at Palatin, and Paul was like, "Yeah, you can go, but like, don't tell anybody." And like, <laughs> he's like, "This is like you're like the only guy that's like yeah. not wearing an Aries patch or whatever." Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Some kind of probably an open mat or just something. Yeah. You know? Something like and that. And it's not like we want to exclude anybody. Like, no. our, our regular open mats are open to everyone, but sometimes, like, you want to get the whole team together, yeah. you know, and it's just really cool to have all the other black belts that you don't, like you guys, I don't get to see you at, very often, even though I'm three miles from your place, and I probably should stop in. Yeah, I only often. see you every Friday. Well, yeah, but you are you don't count. I'm talking <laughs> about, I, say, I was I, being I polite. I say I'm going to go every Friday. Every yeah. Thursday, I'm like, hey, tomorrow a.m. He's like, like uh, text me. <laughs> Sometimes Talk I say, it. yeah, like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. I told it to Danny. I'm like, I'll go. Yeah. I, I say we just stop by his house. Just, just go grab honk. Him. Just honk until he comes out. Do you have Let's a van? Go. Get a van. Yeah. Let's kidnap, kidnap him. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of didn't realize you live I live close to you. Yeah. You know, so yeah. 
scoop me up on the way. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. You got to talk but, the wife into it. I'm usually there already, so yeah. Well, your wife usually works nights anyway. Yeah, right? she's at she's at work right now. Yeah, she's working nights always. So, yeah. um, what does she do? Uh, she is a server at a restaurant called Top of the Rock. Where is that? It's like in the. It's like a Marriott resort. The reason okay. you don't know it's it by is the because airport. it's too expensive. expensive. Yeah, it, it is. It's like a you can't trip. afford it, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Dude. I've never been there, <laughs> and, and and she works there, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you get a discount. I think she does, but I'm like, still don't want to pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's whatever. It's like, I think they got like the tomahawk steak. Oh, they got nice. like the big stuff. Hundred. We got to do that. Hundred dollar steak. We're due. Things like that. So it's, it'd just be a weird thing for me to go do. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have you and over. We we do tomahawks. Like we try to do it once a year, but it's been a while since we've done it. But we um. We we go buy tomahawks and we'll put them on the smoker and stuff. So we'll have oh, you over for that. Thanks, yeah, man. man. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to ask you. What was going to ask you? Oh gosh. Yeah, oh, so so you kind of answered my question. I was going to ask you when you know when the transition to Aries happened, and you're you're one of the more active guys in in the state as far as competition goes. It seems like you do every competition you can. Um, what kind of stuff do you like to do out of state? Oh, late the past couple of years, I've just been making the trips to San Diego, doing the San Diego opens. Okay, like they got the spring and the summer; those are always great. And I did, um, uh, recently did like the Los Angeles open, going to Las Vegas for American Nationals, yeah. I like and Master Worlds too. Yeah. So I, I've been basically driving to all my tournaments. Okay. I haven't like flown to Florida for yeah. stuff. I, I just yeah. We always I like to. My wife I and I always just either. like kind of <laughs> think about. We like having our own car. It's kind of fun to do a little drive as long as it's not too long. Yeah. So weather's just, about the same. Yeah. yeah. So we, we like going to San Diego the most. And then we kind of try to plan a thing where we're like, um, like last time we went to the zoo, uh, San Diego Zoo. It's so awesome. we did that right yeah. after the tournament. Actually, I, I think I signed up for the open weight and then I like went and like withdrew. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't so you remember. could go to the zoo? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was, you know, it's just like. Well, this is the other thing is when my wife comes and we make like a trip out of it together, she doesn't want to sit there all right. damn day and then go back the next day. Who does? Nobody does. I mean, even I don't want yeah, to. Sometimes yeah. I look at the Sucks. thing and I'm like, when is the open weight division going to be? And it's like 5 p.m. Like, and my nah. division's done at like 10 a.m. in the yeah. morning. We're like, sometimes, I've had times where I'm like the first match on the whole mat. Like, oh, yeah. oh, Many like, times. Yeah. Like 9 a.m. Oh, or whatever. And I'm like the first match. And then... Uh, you know, depending on the division, I might be done. And you, you might win. You might have one more fight. You're, yeah. It's like maybe not even 10 a.m. and you're done. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's weird to think about we're just going to hang out yeah. and do the open weight if your wife's there. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think that was the last time. And I, I signed up in the open and I just went back and said, like, can you just take me off that? We're going to go. Yeah. We went to the zoo. So we tried to like. That's kind of nice of you to let them know because most people just don't show up. <laughs> yeah. They make yeah. the brackets. They're like, calling shit. you. Like, yeah. And I've done Ramsey. that. I've definitely done that before too. Just yeah. out of like, laziness, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you're curious how the bracket's going to be laid out. I right. Because I, like, I, I did that at Master Worlds one time where I knew I wasn't going to go. Yeah. But I was just curious how the bracket was going to be. So I didn't say anything. And you can't get a refund. So it's not really money. Yeah. Right. You could just email and say you're not going to make it just so they can adjust the bracket if yeah. they c if it's not, like, too late. The two things I hate the most is, one, and you you probably relate to this too, being a featherweight, you get the biggest fucking guy in the bracket first match, or two, you get the guy that was in your bracket. Oh, in the... In yeah. The, in, in your own... Yeah, in you're like, I just fought this yeah, guy. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. yeah, sometimes that's... Give me the lightweight or the, or the rooster weight. I, I beat a super heavy once. Oh, did you? Yeah, nice. I did. I did the... Um, 
I did the. When you were super heavy? No, I was not super heavy. I was a middleweight <laughs> and uh, signed up for the Open, Houston Open, and I fought a super heavy, and then I fought a. I think he was like a light feather. I beat the shit open? out. Yeah. Oh, he was dehydrated. I beat the shit out of that guy. He was probably sweating his ass <laughs> off. <laughs> he was a little bitty guy. Houston's I beat the shit out humid. of him. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And um, so I swept a super heavy guy and uh, <clears throat> passed his guard. And then I just I just held him down, man. I was cranking on his on his collar, keeping his face looking, you know, looking away, holding his hips down. I'm just kind of moving like north, south, back to side. And then eventually he locks up my leg and he sweeps me. So, it, but it was still, it was still five, three. And then he's arguing with the ref. Like he, at the end of the match, he's like, Oh, he was stalling. I was like, you're the fucking super heavy dude. Yeah. Like yeah, this should you not, you couldn't just stand up. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. could have just lifted me right off. Yeah. The open the weight. That's a little scary sometimes. Yeah. I don't, I don't even, I typically don't sign up for them just yeah. once in a while. It's tough, dude. I was doing it more. Well, this was almost not even by choice. It was just, that's who would show up to the tournament. But during more of the COVID years, like 2020, when we started having tournaments again in 2021, because you want to have some matches, of course. and it's like yeah. that who's there. Yeah, not yeah. Your weight class. The last time I did now. the open was uh, th- uh, it was one of the local tournaments, and the guy who was either heavy or super heavy, he didn't get anybody in his bracket, and he saw that like I was. He's like, "Hey, do you want to do the open?" And I'm looking at this guy, I'm like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "Fine." I was like, you know, like when you're like after you compete a little bit, you're like got the adrenaline going. You're like, "Yeah, sure." Let's you feel good go. about yourself. You feel good. Yeah. You're like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then afterwards, I'm like, what the fuck did I sign up Yeah, this is going to be bad. Well, yeah, I had a match like that. Actually, I had a match against um, Jose Munoz. Oh, Oh, gosh. He's a monster, man. Yeah. and I Sweetheart of a guy, but he's a monster. It was like, um, it was the final. It was like a small bracket. This was Grappling Industries because it was during COVID where they were here. So I'm like, all right. Oh, I was at the tournament. I drove from Tucson and I fought. um, I think I I fought another Tucson guy. I think you did. Yeah. I fought another Tucson guy the first round, yeah, and I won. And then that was the next fight was Jose Munoz. And um, dude, he told me he weighed two thirty at that time, like because I think he fluctuates a little bit. Yeah, oh, he fluctuates a lot. And yeah. so he's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm so heavy." You know, I'm like I don't, dude, I don't know. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to really guess your weight. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't really care. I was like, "Oh, it's fine, dude." It's like it's the open weight. Like you, you gotta say sorry for yeah. being bigger than me. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, but. Yeah. Dude, he's so fast for being a big guy. He's he, he's at, an athlete. That dude. match, he did a double guard pull with me, and I was like, "Oh, what the hell!" And he <laughs> came up, you know, and started passing. No. Like, he's like, "Boom, boom!" And I was like, "Whoa!" This like I would never <laughs> expect. I thought I was gonna easily pull guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd be the top, and I'd try to do my half guard sweeps or whatever. You know? Well, you expect those guys to want you to pull guard, right? So they're yeah. just gonna wait until you sit down. Or and whatever, he yeah. did like a double guard pull, and and kind of like grabbed both pant legs and came up so quick and started passing. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and it was a struggle. Like yeah. I was just defending guard passes for a while. And then he, he passed and I felt his like, and I did feel his weight and his strength and stuff. And I was like, well, I, I was going to, I just don't want to get submitted. So yeah. like, yeah. I don't know if I can win this match. Cause he's like, well, he passed, I would recover guard like the half guard or something. He'd like pass again. Yeah. So he, he started like racking the points up. And so then it was just like, yeah, well, I'm just not going to, Get tapped <laughs> yeah. out, you know. At least I can do that. And then I did sweep him at the end, but I think he had nine points for three passes. Oh my gosh! So yeah, I was like, I'm not. Yeah, in you know. So that was like one open weight division where, or one open weight match where I fought like 
a guy like I don't, I don't actually know his age. I might even be older. I I have, I have no idea. I think he's Masters one. I can't remember. One, I think he's yeah. Masters one. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. might be the same age or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. I so, think you are. Because I've had other open weight matches. Well, I fought Parker before. <laughs> yeah, I fought Parker. Parker's way bigger than yeah, me, yeah, yeah. but you know I'm like. Younger and quick and shout out to Parker Lap. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he's a freaking legend. Yeah, yeah. He that is. was a that was another tournament where we were the only two black belts that showed up. Yeah, and I had a bracket. I had five people, including myself. So there should have been four guys in you my have four no shows in my weight class. Yeah, and then whatever other weight classes were there for black belts in his weight class. I don't I don't know who was in his, but they call us to the bullpen. This was at um, NABJJF mm-hmm. tournament. Yeah. Yeah, they call us <clears throat> black belts. Come to the thing, just the two of us. And we're like, what the hell? Where is everybody? <laughs> and they ask, they're like, you guys. Hey, Parker. <laughs> yeah, they're like, do you guys still want to have the match? And Parker's like, hell yeah, let's yeah. go. He doesn't say no. He'll to fight any fight. anybody. That's why, like I'm saying, he's like a legend. He'll so, he fights so, any age. Yeah. So Flavio made. I think it was Flavio that did a flying triangle on him. <laughs> and oh, yeah, just mean. Yeah, where was that? It, it was a local tournament. It was. A, it was like a, a. Gosh, it had to be at the at the Phoenix College. But I talked to him about it, and he's like, "Yeah, but I'm ready for any fucking flying triangles that come at me at Master Seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, dude. All <laughs> zero of them. All zero. Of them. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Uh, I was, I've told, I've kind of, I might, I might, I, I don't know if that happened, but Parker was telling me about flying triangles and, and, and for some reason Flavio comes to mind cause he fought him before. Yeah. So anyway, but it may not be, it may have been somebody different. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I, yeah, I almost kind of remember that, but, um, Mandala effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have, Winston told, Churchill I, said I have kind of told people about that match like a bunch of times because I had little, I had some pictures on the wall of just my competition stuff. And then it, like, Oh yeah, that's me versus Parker or whatever in, in the school. So I was telling people about Parker in that, dude, I know his little tricks, or I know of, yeah, yeah. I've seen him do some, you know, yeah. he maybe has others that I don't know, but like I know a lot of what he likes to do. And if I hadn't known, dude, I, maybe he would have got me. Cause, dude, he does. I've some, seen him catch people. Dude, he catch, yes. He, with does. Suicide, he calls big, it, he calls it a big suicide Asian guard. guy. Big Asian guy. Oh, oh, I, I don't remember his name. I know who you're talking about. Yes. He's a pretty current black belt, like yeah. maybe in the last three years. I have a. Semi vivid memory of Parker catching him in something, yeah. and I was yeah. like, "Because he'll do a toe hold from the, the from back. the back take, yeah. and, the, yeah. the and he's got that arm bar yeah. when you try to reach. Yes. If you go too deep on the collar, he twists your arm, and he goes like this way with yeah. it, and and he's it's got, rough. Yeah, he has these tricks, yeah. and so I had seen him fight, and I know what he likes to do. Yeah, and uh, so I was like avoiding that stuff. So the match was kind of interesting because I we start off. I do an arm drag like to a single leg. I'm like, boom, boom. I, and, and it's kind of the type where you, like, extend your legs. So as your arm dragging, yep. they almost just trip over your leg yep. and just yeah. go, like, to their hands. Well, he, like, flopped down, and he kind of stayed there. Yep. I'm like, oh, shit. Did he get hurt? I was like, what the fuck? No, he wants you to I thought engage. He, like, I yeah. don't know. Like, I thought something happened, or he got hurt, or hit yeah. his head. That is literally so a, like, a guard pull for Parker. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> that is his guard pull. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I was like, uh, kinda, I kind of, I might have even Tactical looked at the turtle. Ref. I'm yeah. like, what's going on? So I'm kind of looking at him, like, I just, like, control the turtle, and I'm like, Interesting, you know, because <laughs> like you don't want to put a leg like, too deep yeah. and you don't want to put an arm too deep. I thought he got hurt, but he's just tricking me. He's like, go ahead, hop on my back, you know, because he's going to do his arm lock, yeah. his foot lock. And he did just for me kind of like uh, holding him in the turtle position. He reached around and tried to lock a toehold on my foot. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, dude, I don't think so. Yeah. And yeah. You know, when I was talking about where he fought the Asian guy, he fought, um, Andre, that same tournament. That same tournament, yeah. Andre uh, Maricaba. Oh, yeah. I, and yeah. he did. He was doing the toehold thing, and 
Mayor Cobb is just like, nope, they don't mm. work on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. Which yeah. is like whatever. If you're not yeah. aware, he'll he he can get you yeah. though. And and of course too, like I don't remember his weight probably. Oh, super, super heavy. Super heavy. Yeah. yeah. Ultra probably, maybe. I mean, knocking on the door of ultra, but he's strong as hell. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, dude, if he does get me in something, I'm probably fucked because yeah. he's yeah. way stronger than me and way yeah. bigger. Yeah. yeah. So I played like um I never even put my hooks in. I never really got his back. I purposely didn't put hooks in ever. Kind of like stay back on his hips. I controlled him in the turtle and just was like, I'm not doing what you want me to do. Yeah. And I would just like roll him over and, and get like neon belly. And yeah. Then, yeah. He would keep, he would try to get me to go on his back. And I'm like, um, you kind of get the, like, the lapels under his armpit instead of actually going yeah. underneath for the underhook. Right. And you and just like was that one at Phoenix College? Do you remember I, what year it was? I think so. This was probably like. Well, I think it was 2020. Okay, okay. Because it was, like, during COVID and, like, no one yeah. was around. Because it was, like, uh, 20, oh, gosh, 2016 or 17. Um, might have been 18. Anyway, I was purple belt, and I popped my knee at a tournament, local. Uh, me and Dan Krapata, um, we're, we're rolling, and, and my knee popped. And, um, man, I'm hobbling, you know, off the mat, and everybody's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so, you know, it's too bad that, you know, so sorry this happened. Also, Parker comes up to me, and he goes, don't let anybody fucking feel sorry for you. He goes, you get better and get your fucking ass back on the mat. I'm like, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Dang, man. That just, fired me up, man. I was like, hell yeah, yeah let's do this. Yeah, Parker's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, he's a man. And when he moved away, it was like such a bummer. I mean, I, I hardly ever saw him. And of him. all places, Minnesota? Uh, Michigan. Well, his think, wife is in Michigan. I believe that's, that's where why. he's from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah, it was Minnesota. Yeah. No, no, it's like Michigan, like Detroit. Well, either way, like same, same fucking story. It's cold same. and shitty out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm man. sure he's probably like, uh, <laughs> second guessing it right now. Yeah, yeah, he might be. It's probably pretty cold there. Yeah. <laughs> the polar yeah. vortex and shit. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that crazy. was, um, I, yeah, that was 2020. Actually, NABJJF were making like frequent tournaments in Phoenix, during the COVID years because California's like restrictions were yeah. way, you know, worse or whatever. Well, I think the first tournament we had uh, in 2020 was grappling. Uh, no, no, uh, World, League. World League. Yeah. World League. Oh, that, my God. You remember how much of a shit show that was? It it's went, not their fault. It yes, went it until like no, it's 1 a.m. Dude, I had people. Yes, I had I had white belts on the match at like 11 o'clock at night. I was coaching white belts at like 11. Fuck I don't know dude. if the tournament went till 1 a.m. That I was mean, the first and last tournament. Definitely. I did. That's probably when it wrapped up. Yeah. I, I remember, like, we drove back to Tucson, and it was, like, probably, you know, 2, yeah. two oh, a.m. Yeah. or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. And so you, you would drive back same day? Oh, yeah. Oh. I always did. Hell <laughs> It's no. only, like, two hours, but, like, if you're getting out at 1, dude, you're getting home <laughs> yeah. at 3. If like, I'm in Goodyear at 10 p.m., I'm sleeping somewhere in Goodyear. Oh, dude. I'm <laughs> crashing <laughs> on a couch or getting a hotel. It was in Scottsdale. Towel. It was up at Hell the no. Westworld. <laughs> Hell no. No, I remember, like... We were doing, uh, so they did the Nogi first, and I remember we were all just sitting around waiting for, they're like, ours, we were scheduled an hour ago, and they still haven't, like, because uh, I was with, uh, Paris Sanford was in my, in my division, yeah, and yeah. Uh, a couple of other guys, and we were just like, what the fuck is going on? It was, yeah. it, remember there was like a, a couple of mats like right here, and then, and then like way yeah. across the thing, a few, like, I, I mean, it wasn't they a couple. They split it, yeah. It was, yeah, they there split was a it. lot, but it was like, they were so far away. Yeah. And I'll have a student fighting right here, and then one fighting way over there. It's like not even. It's like barely an eyesight. Like, yeah. Where is he? And On the complete and, opposite side of. And the then the check-in yeah. where you had the scale 
uh, like on the other side of where the person has the little reader because they wanted to maintain at least three feet with a plexiglass. And people are literally like putting their hand on the table, standing on the scale. Like, wow, you're really under. Thanks. <laughs> Diet went well. Shit. Yep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that tournament was a shit show. I remember. Um, it was not their fault, though, man. They they had it. It, it, it did. They improved every time. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. true. I can't remember what why I didn't. Uh, fight at that one. I think I had that was probably when I had a knee injury. Actually, okay, okay, I was just fucked up, and but I had like all my newer white belt students were fighting in it, and that that was exciting to me. Like I didn't even yeah. care about competing because it's of, it's tough to like compete and coach. That's so ex- that's such a, such a long day. I I I, uh, I, I got double gold in that one. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. one in the gi and no gi. Oh, yeah. uh, the gi I should have lost, but because I knew the rule set, I won. Oh, I remember that. So I got so I got. I got taken down, and then I got a no, no. Um, gosh, no. I got taken down in the very beginning of the match, and it was a it was Jay Shellhammer. I mean, he oh, took yeah. me down really good. And then, <clears throat> and then I think I swept him. We scrambled, reverse. I ended up. He ends up in my guard, and then he um he opens my guard, and he kind of halfway passes, and I recover, and then he jumps back in my guard, and he and he hunkers down, and I'm like. I'm going to win this match. Yeah. Because whoever scores second oh, wins. It's, okay, that's what they do. And there's that, no advantages. Um, there's no advantages. So he thought he scored an advantage. Yeah. He's like, I didn't do. get an advantage. I was like, yeah, they don't have advantages. Uh, and the guy, and he goes, well, how did you win? I was like, I scored second. It's in the rule book. Sorry, buddy. Like, <laughs> 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 like Carla cool. like pissed? Jay. Yeah. No, no, no. He, he never gets pissed. Like, no, no, not him. Carla. No, that wife. was that was when we fought in uh, in Fight to Win. Oh, was it the Fight to Win yeah, one? Where she yeah. was all like, yeah. She was mad at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he's scrappy, dude. He's dude, Jay's strong, I was training with Jay when, strong. Dur- yeah. you know, during my Soul Fighters days yeah. with him over there. Like, he, that was the other guy I forgot to mention. Dude, he had there. blood on his gi when we did the uh, the uh, fight to win. I was like, I was intimidated. Like, blood on it. I'm oh, like, shit. what the fuck? Is he a butcher? What the hell? <laughs> How did you warm up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had a lot like of three good, dead guys. <laughs> I had a lot of good rounds with Jay, and yeah. he would be there, too, at that, that school in, in Glendale. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's such a small, it's such a small circle of people, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, when you when you think about it, and and the reason I knew about the Pedro Sauer School in Utah is I trained at a school in uh, Idaho Falls that's an affiliate. Yep. yep. And when I walked in, it was like they were so cool. They're like, oh my gosh, blah blah, and they were like, oh, we go to Cachino's camp, mm-hmm. you know, because yep. I think he had it pretty recently or whatever. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, we went to Cachino's camp, and you know, Aries, blah blah, blah. and when it, they were they were so cool. Just because of that connection with Kishinio and Kishinio is like the key to a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah, when I did what? worlds, I did worlds, and I I fought <clears throat> this Japanese guy in the first match, and like afterwards, him and his team came up to me, and they're like, because they saw the airy stuff, and they're like, you know, Kishinio, you get to train with Kishinio, and I was like, yeah, I say, he lives in Arizona, I, I yeah. see him every once in a while, right? And they're, and they're like, they're from Japan, like they barely yeah. spoke English, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's like you know a whole world away, right? Yeah. Uh, well, and he's a, he's at he's in Europe right now or do, yep. you know doing Europeans yeah yeah doing that's next weekend so uh, well it started today okay. oh really there's already matches there's already like uh, I don't know some juvenile or some of the um, maybe white belts and stuff yeah because I was looking I saw um, a couple of results um, it's in Paris yeah Paris yeah I was like I don't know what the heck it is. I've, so uh, juvenile blue belts or yeah. something like that. I was looking at it. But. Did you see what the AZBJJL is doing this year? Mm-hmm. They're 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 giving a trip to Euros next year. Oh, that yeah, I did read that. Yeah. Now yeah. is it for the highest like 
Is it like every belt, or is it just, just black belts? I have to look into adult the black belts. Oh wait, maybe I no, because the black uh, adult uh, male, male black belt has the five thousand dollars or whatever it is. There's like a cash prize. Oh, okay. I'll have to look into the details. I did read that though. That's cool, man. Remember. That's really cool. I mean, that's that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Sending somebody to euros. Yeah, they they have and they're. Uh, I mean, you probably have mentioned this on here because it's a little bit old news, but they're they have some. Different tournaments instead of the uh, Copa Bella mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Masters Cup, Grand Canyon Open. I think no, they no came up with. So yeah, no, that's no the key. real. That's like the real change <coughs> is because you know this is something like um, I think if you don't re- if you don't really read and look into it, you're like, oh no, Copa Bella. They got they got rid of the girls. No, they just the girls are allowed at all the tournaments. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's not like it's just. They're making a bigger tournament because they're including everybody. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like they're saying no more girls. It's like, well, it's just the Copa Bella didn't have the biggest turnout. Yeah. And probably the Masters Cup. And even the real the real change, though, is no uh, no Gi State because... No one goes. Yeah. Th- th- you know, like, it'd be different if they had... We're including no Gi at this tournament, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you get rid of the Copa Bella... You're not getting rid of girls competing. You're, right. You're just including everyone at the the thing that replaces it, which is the Grand Canyon. You know, yeah. just like any other business, man, like, you know, when I look at my schedule for jujitsu, um, and, and, you know, we got rid of two classes uh, starting this year because they're just underattended, and yeah. you've got to make that choice because, like, it's not just, like, no one in that building, say maybe, like, two or three people are volunteers. Everybody's getting paid, mm-hmm. you know, or they're being compensated in one way that costs money, right? Um, and renting that place out for the weekend well, ain't cheap. It can't be. He's, it can't um, be. They posted, <clears throat> the, like, that's that's why, you know, there, there just wasn't people showing up to that the Nogi tournament. And, yeah. And he disclosed the numbers of competitors for the previous couple of years. Or, the, you know, it was like, I don't, uh, I could be wrong, but it was like 100 people. Wow. Or uh, not worth it. 150 people. It's not worth having. It's and the person who enough. remains unnamed on the podcast, it was like, oh, Nogi's taking over Gi. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fu- it is the not. Future. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't see it. Everybody says, oh, Nogi's the way of the future. Don't see it. I got more it, it's, people. It's flashier. There's yeah. more money to be made like for v- events like the ADCC, but like Jiu-Jitsu as a whole, Gi's going to always dominate. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And I hope that pisses people off when we say that. <laughs> it, it will. Um, well, they should cut that. Put that in Put that in a reel. Steven, put that in a reel. And and put us talking shit about it and uh, saying put it in a reel. Put that in the reel, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. We could go. We this That could be. We could spend a couple hours. Yeah. We should. We should. <laughs> we got all night. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite topics. I my actually w- really enjoy Nogi. Like, I don't train enough because I have to, like... I. Have too many fucking hobbies for one, right? You're hobby rich, hobby rich, yeah. And well, I'm just at the school. I mean, you have the same problem, Ramsey. You're at the school. You're you're the only person that's at the school more than me. Yeah, I'm there a lot. So wow. I'm like, I I don't want to be there on Wednesday. Or, uh, oh, dude, I tell people all the time. But <laughs> I always want to take Wednesday off. Yeah, like, I always feel like I need a little. Rest. He was giving me shit the other day because uh, Tuesday, I uh, Kelsey and I went to uh, Wilderness, and he was like. He's like, you should schedule date nights on Wednesday. I was like, well, where were you on Monday? He was like, date. I was like, you yeah, should have a yeah. date night on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. Sushi, yeah. I'm trying to take a day off. Like, I'm I'm working seven days a week. It's so. It's I tough. mean, you need yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you and 
Uh, I'm not complaining. Like I, I enjoy what I do, but I, I, you know, when you, when you, when you're able to take a step back, like you just get some clarity. Like, you know, yeah. when you were not in it, you make better decisions and you're, you're, you're a better, you're a better coach. You're a better owner. You're all of the above. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, for yeah. sure. It, I've had that with, um, when I have, when I first, when I first moved here and then Paul laid out my teaching schedule, I was just going to every practice, even if I wasn't teaching yeah. Just because yeah. I love to train. Yeah. And so. And you get to meet the troops. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. And so, like, I teach. You never came to my morning class. Well, you well, don't I, count. I have my own morning class. <laughs> I, I have, a, like, a time or two. Wait, but, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you have your own morning class? My 10, 10 a.m. That's not morning. 10 a.m. is not <laughs> That's morning. afternoon. That's fucking afternoon. I'm on my third meal by it's 10 a.m. Four. Oh, fuck. Dude, I, dude, you know I, what? Hey, Steven, cut the whole fucking show. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even eat till two o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so I would like I I teach Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, um, ten a.m. and then Amber teaches Monday and Friday. So I would always go to Monday and Friday too. You know, yeah. I would just train anyway. Mm. It, just you know, it's not my class, but it doesn't matter. It's the same people at ten a.m. So support, you know? right? Yeah. yeah. And I was doing that for however long, quite a few months, and then I'm also doing uh, the kids, the fundamentals. Oh, I didn't know you stuff. did the kids too. I thought Brandon yeah, did, did the, the kids. Kid. Yeah, okay. well, I teach the little ones. Oh, so he's on the big oh, mat, the little guys, the bigger kids, and I'm on the in the small mat Ugh. with the little kids. Yeah, that's tired. That's rough. Yeah, yeah that's sometimes rough, dude, yeah. <laughs> we have good days, but there's other days where I'm like, I don't even like jujitsu anymore. <laughs> the good days are so few. They just, They're just so few. They just have varying energy levels. You dude, know? I, I had I had one of my little guys. Unfortunately, he had to stop training. He's going through some, you know, going through some stuff. Um, but um, we were, they were jogging, right, for a warm-up, and his pants fit him big, and, the, you know, he cuffed him, mm -hmm. so they came uncuffed, and he ran out of his pants. Oh, just, yeah. And he just kept running, and yeah. he just kept running, just little shorts on, and it was hilarious. It's one of the, well, <clears throat> that's like what the little kid's class is. Yeah. It's just like correcting them or making them observe things that, like, why don't you notice your pants are off? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, that's like all you're doing. I mean, yeah, yeah. you're teaching them jujitsu to, to an extent, but it's also... I think it's more discipline it's training. Discipline, yeah. Well, I mean, think of the the sensory overload. Right, right? it's a lot going on. You're a you're a new person telling them what to do. They barely listen to their parents. They run yeah. the roost. I mean, they're little, right? Um, <laughs> so, and the 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 room is padded. They've got a different uniform on. It's sensory right. overload. It feels like you're at um, like. Chuck E. Cheese or yeah, like uh, yeah. whatever it's yeah. called, Peter Piper's, whatever. It feels like you're ready to play and just slam into the wall because yeah. it's got padding on yeah, it. And that's yeah. like the whole point of being there. <clears throat> yeah. You're like, buddy, we're not doing like that a yet. Class. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like the teacher. Like when you go to school, it's like the same thing. Yeah. But they don't it's they don't exactly feel that way. So <laughs> no. you know, they, they they learn. We have a good group right now. Yeah. It's a little tough though because it took a long time to get them organized and teach them all the Drills down the mat, like uh, hip escape and break fall, all this you stuff. You got the little guys to hip escape? Oh, hell yeah. <sighs> but here's the tough part. It takes a long time to break that down and get them to do it. So then when we get a new kid, yeah, you're like, this is going to be the whole, the whole practice for me to just make you guys do this, you know, with yeah. this new person. Because I got to. Mm -hmm. And then they don't have the patience. Right. What age is it? Uh, it's four to seven, maybe. Okay. Okay. I, Paul's brought in sometimes. <clears throat> oh, you have a new kid today. I'm like, oh, where? How old? Oh, three. And I'm like, 
three years old. I'm yeah, like, we, oh. we, we have three-year-olds. We had a two-year-old. Oh, the my God. The kid barely really? had words, bro. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And Is your role like they just have to be potty trained? Potty trained. Potty trained to five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, ha- we, we <clears throat> had at least that one or two, like, three-year-olds come yeah. and try it out. And they, they, the parents could kind of tell. It's like, yeah, they're not quite ready, but maybe yeah. next year. Yeah. But we, we have probably in the program, there might be a four-year-old, but, yeah, it's like a lot of five- and six-year-olds. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. So, um, but it, it's tough with a new kid because you're thinking about safety. You got to know the brake fall. You got to, like, understand how, um, you know, how to move in, in a safe way. Yeah. So that's, like, the whole class is just going over that again. So... Which is not terrible. It's it's you know, not, but but, but it's, it's yeah. boring to the other kids. <clears throat> yeah. and it's kind of hard to keep their attention. Like you, no, it's not hard. It's like impossible. Impossible. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey, I know you guys know this, but just just have the patience and let me show it again. They're yeah. Like, is the class an hour or is it an hour? <laughs> the wall spinning in circles? Yeah. <laughs> is it a full class or is it like a half hour class? It's fifty minutes. Wow. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not a full. That's complete a lot hour. of attention. We do th- we do thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, ah, man, I'm trying to think what, we, yeah, we could, I, I think in the beginning it might have been an hour, and then Paul yeah. said line them up a little earlier, it's too long, but yeah. we, we, some, dude, sometimes I end it late, because I'm still, uh, I don't know, it just takes a while to express what I, to teach them what I want to show them that day, and then. Yeah, I've never ended it late. Oh, man, <laughs> I do sometimes. Early, mostly. Early, mostly, yeah. I, I do end it late a little bit. Um, good for you, man. That's that's good. Well, we, it's kind of like if they're enjoying it and they're doing it doing it right. Just keep going. Yeah. yeah. Then, then you're kind of like, oh, let's just squeeze in one more round because now I got them rolling. Yeah. Oh, cool. And they're, okay. They're doing from the feet, slap hands. They just do their moves. Yeah. And that's that's pretty fun to watch, but only one at a time, like one match. One yep. one. So yep. everyone's lined up on the wall. They're watching, and then and it's just a one minute match. Yeah. So then it's not too long to just sit there and watch. Yeah. So when the kids get to five years old and they're knocking on the door six, we move them to the regular kids class. So we do have some younger kids there, which is tough. But I have a teens class three days a week. So my teens, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they train. And it's like almost like what you would have for a kid's competition class. You know, mm-hmm. with it, look, look, we do the technique, but the drills are, are harder and I don't give them a lot of slack. I expect them to know certain things and nice. we can do a little bit more technical stuff. But I tell them if they stay for the regular kids class, I, I tell them this all the time. I was like, I'll, I'll pull them and I'll be like, what's your job today? And they're like, I know to lose. I'm, yes, you're going to lose in this class because they're so much bigger than everybody <laughs> oh, else, yeah, right? Yeah. So the, the little kids love it because they can take them down and, oh, you know, strangle yeah. them and stuff. So it's pretty fun. But yeah, so um, yeah, I have my regular kids class that's like six-ish to 10 and teens goes from 11 to 15. And so, um, but everybody, everybody's allowed to go to Nogi Days, Tuesday, Thursday. Oh, okay. So I think we do similar <clears throat> thing yeah. on Wednesday. Bre- Brandon teaches kids on Wednesday and I have a fundamental Nogi class for adults on Wednesday. So while he's teaching the kids, I'm in the other room with the adults. But I think that all the kids can go to Brandon's Nogi class for five. Oh, that's cool. I'm yeah. not 100% on that, but yeah. it seems like I've seen them there where yeah. I'm like, you're one of the little ones. What are you doing here? Yeah, think, <laughs> on, on Nogi days, one one this kid Wyatt, he's one of the bigger kids. He's like, "Hey, coach, do I have to lose today?" I'm like, "Nope, not today." <laughs> he's all excited. <laughs> he gets all excited. Yeah, it's it's fun, man. It's rewarding. Um, yeah, you know. Oh and, yeah, and it, but it's it's probably the more challenging thing I've ever done in my life, dude. It is. It really yeah. is. I I <clears throat> I had a lot of days where I was like, 
man, I might have to tell Paul, like, I can't teach the kids. <laughs> and yeah. I'll have to work something else out. Or yeah. dude, I had some days like that, a yeah. couple days where I was like, this might be my last day teaching these guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they would piss me off so bad. I, I turned over the I turned over the little guys to Tiffany. And and they've been responding to her. But sometimes they you know, they they push the limits, yeah, right? They just have their days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've been good lately, like I said. They're they're all um <clears throat> well, it's very repetitive. So they yeah. got their drills down. I've kind of it took a while to figure out the structure, like how they even learn. Because at my school in Tucson, I didn't have little kids. It was actually, um, well, it started five and up. Okay. And and then it just, I had to change it. I just made it seven and up. Yeah. Because I was getting like a five-year-old, but then like all the other kids in the class were like 10 and 12 yeah. and stuff like that. And so it's, it just was two separate, you know. And where, and where do you draw that line, right? I mean, you got to draw it somewhere. They couldn't really, they couldn't like <coughs> roll together. They could barely yeah. drill together. The, the five-year-old just wants to like. You know, play a game. Yeah. These other guys are too old for that. So yeah. it was, it needed to be two separate classes. And I, I tried to make it that way. Like um, two kids classes, little kids come, you know, you guys are first and the big kids later. But the, the ones that were already signed up, the parents were like, well, we can only bring our kid to the later class. Yeah. And it would be like a young one. Mm-hmm. So it was just so hard to manage just by myself too. Sometimes you got to say no, man. So I just made it seven yeah. and up. Yeah. And really, I didn't even have a lot of seven-year-olds. They were like, a lot of the kids were like nine and ten, and they were kind of easier to work with. Yeah. So the class was like not a lot different than the adults class. Just mm. warm-up drills and do rounds. We'd play games, but... um. Not the way that the little kids do. Yeah. Where you, like everything, you have to try to make it a game. Yeah. Like even like doing our drills down the mat, I, I set these little rubber uh, circles. Yep. And I set like, I placed a green one. I'm like, this is the start. This is where you go. Yeah. And then I place a red one. I'm like, that's stop. Restop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like everything is like, has to be <clears throat> kind of organized for a kid. So I did, I did this thing that I totally stole from this guy online. He's, um, oh, Kimura, is a Kimura something school. It's not like, it's different but this guy has like all kinds of games for the kids so we mm-hmm. do like little obstacle courses and stuff nice. but he did this one where you put like um you put like a red dot the ones that you're you know yeah. and that's your foot okay uh-huh. and then you pur- put a purple one in front of that that's for your knee okay and then you put a red one to the left of that that's for your foot oh, so like shoot, doing a double leg yeah and then you put a red one where they have to hop across and land on it on one foot so they're they're doing this little game but they're learning how to do a double leg takedown. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, and then, you know, after several, several times of doing this, you know, over the course of a week or maybe two weeks, now I'll put a person cause I little helpers, you know, that my, my teens help me. Yeah. I, I would put a person there and I was like, okay, remember, you know, red dot, purple dot, red. And then, and then they, I said, grab the legs and then jump to the last red one and they do it. And they're so, nice. la- you know, they're all laughing and stuff, nice. but they're learning a takedown. Yeah. That's a good way to teach. Them. Yeah. That's it's pretty is. cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Smart thing. But getting them but to put their stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should do that with the adults. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. And yeah. they would be appreciative of, of that. Yeah. You know, if you, if you dumbed it down that, you know, that, that much for them, because, uh, you know, I think, I think, um, the intimidation that people feel kind of overwhelms them and they don't listen to what you're saying. You know what I mean? When you're like, yeah, take your hand, put it here. Uh, your right hand, that's they're your left nervous. hand. Yeah, yeah, they're so nervous because, and now like, oh shit, Ramsey's talking to me, right? You know what I mean? And they get yeah. that feeling like, oh, I better, I, I want to do this right. It's okay to screw up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But it's, you know, 
never in the history of people has anybody relaxed by being told to relax. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> not even your wife. <laughs> no, yeah. not even my wife, but actually that's one of her sayings. Um, but, uh, but you know, and it just comes with time, right? I, that's I why had, it takes a while. I had that happen the other day where I was like walking someone through a move and I'm like, no, gra- grab it with your left hand. And they're like doing the right hand like a bunch of times. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude. Your other left your hand. Your other left. hand. Yeah. Like, that's your right <laughs> hand. I'm talking about the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like they're just nervous or, yeah, for some reason they're not listening clearly. Because yeah. they're probably like, they got something else going in their mind. Like, oh, I think I'm doing it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you I know. tell my coaches, like, you are you are walking into the room as the uh, subject matter expert, right? You're already interesting. Especially if you got a black belt on, you're already interesting. But if you can show them that you're interested, they just calm down. Right. Like if you're really interested in them, they calm down. Like, hey, what's your name? All right. this stuff. Yeah. And they just they relax a little bit. It's when you it's when you walk in and you know you're the resident expert and you treat them like it. That's when they kind of shut down and that's when they get nervous. So you got to really show interest in their in their learning, right? In yeah. the, in the learning of, uh, process of jujitsu and and let them know like, hey, we practice here, right? So we don't screw up outside those doors right yeah. so oh yeah i try and, to break i mean I, I, that's like part i think it's part of like the culture that your class that anybody builds in their class like if you build that like idol worship style of class i, I think that. that's when you get those students who are nervous to talk to their coach yeah. yeah right but if you teach them like hey i'm just another dude that does jujitsu i've just done it longer right yeah like just started before you yeah, yeah that's because that, i'm like what do I call you, uh, sensei, coach, master? <laughs> yeah. you, I, I've had that question before. I'm like, call me Tojo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I do like sensei, actually. <laughs> yeah, you like sensei? would <laughs> be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no one calls me that. <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, get away. There's And every once in a while, you run into, like, some old school people who are, like, they'll turn away from you when they're tied their belt because, you know, it's more respectful or whatever. My kids do that. I'm like, I don't care. No, my, yeah. the, the kids do that. Here's the thing. I like to teach people etiquette, not because... I'm, you know, I'm overbearing. It's because if they go to your school one day or your class one day, I want to make sure that they address you properly. I want to yeah. make sure they bow in and out. I want to make sure that they're being, you know, showing that respect for the facility, right? Mm-hmm. And it it starts with us, right? Sure. At, at, at yeah. our school. That's why, you know, I Some I always, that etiquette needs to die. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that needs to. Yeah, we maybe <clears throat> we'd have to get into specifics on it. I kind of like all of it. I think yeah. it's all good still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Um, Bowing on and off the mat, I, I do that always. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. uh, just yeah, I, I like all that stuff. Yeah. Did I tell you? Did I? Oh, I, I'm sure I didn't tell you. I've told him. Um, we we bought a um, we got a, a travel trailer that we take to Mexico. Okay. And uh, being in Mexico, we're on the beach, and being on the beach, you get sand all over the place, right? So you got to sweep it constantly. Uh-huh. So Amy <clears throat> sweeps the trailer up, you know, a little area, and uh, she goes down the steps, you know, shakes a little thing off, and then comes back up kicks her sandals off and she bows dude <laughs> dude i have done that going like into a store like through a door i don't know what it was but i just like yeah. did that and then and uh <laughs> like, oh, you idiot and dude, <laughs> my friend uh and, and my one of my students in tucson a great friend of mine jordan he told me he met a guy he was a he's a car salesman and when he met him and went to shake his hand he did our 
like that. He did like a little bow, <laughs> yeah. and then the guy's kind of like, huh? like what, you, yeah. what just happened right there? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's like, too funny, and then man. And he had to like, be like, I fucking do martial arts. Indoctrinated. He, he slap bumped him. He did. Like, <laughs> a little bow, or, like slap or, the thighs. A slap and a hug. <laughs> Dude, he told me that. I was dying laughing. And I'm like, I wish it was like viral, like if you guys had a little security camera. That would be so great. And yeah. So, and the funny thing is... um. This was a long time ago, but I do remember this. Uh, AJ Eggsarm made like a joke, like a parody. Yeah. It was a, a, a reel of him, and he was on Instagram, and he's bowing in and out the elevator <laughs> and just shit like that, you know? <laughs> just He's kind of saying like like that, like it happens on accident when yeah. you do that. Like, yeah. Did you see uh, Issa's video when he was uh, like front rolling and stuff in the, in the grocery, sh- store? In grocery store? Yeah, he's wearing the gi. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Who that's, says you can't go out in your gi? That's one thing I don't do. I don't. I, and I live like so close to the school, yeah. I could just... It make my life maybe easier just put on my gi and drive over there in the <clears> gi. But I only do no that. Way. I only do that when I'm going to Paul's open mats. Number one, I don't need to get gas because it's so close. And number two, it's so hard to find a spot to change. Uh, yeah, you know, That's what I'm so, saying it'd yeah. be easier if I did that. But yeah. it's just something about it. I've always just disliked that. I remember when, the reason I don't because I remember being like a blue belt or something, and Aaron made fun of some guy for Aaron Wilson wearing his all his made shit. Something, like you know he's a white belt because he came to class dressed out. And I was oh like, okay, I, I will never do that. You know, <laughs> it makes sense in in its own way, but yeah, it it kind of is just reminding me and like like uh, I don't like talk about like military stuff that often, but when the when the guys would go out and they would just wear the army PT shirt. Or the yeah damn, yeah they, guys would go out with their boots and they're, yeah. you know they're going out to do something they're going out to the bar or they're going out whatever and they're wearing jeans but they have their stupid their army boots yeah yeah it's like <laughs> dude you don't wear that shit how <laughs> well, are they trying to be yeah. like I'm in the army yeah like you wouldn't have guessed like if look anything at your stupid fucking haircut and your dog tags like we all know and look where you live and look where you're at like we know yeah. you're in the army yeah. <laughs> you if, and everyone else here yeah <laughs> if anything you need to wear your reflective sash <laughs> yeah. the army was notorious for that like yeah. that. That's going to protect you from a tank running you over. <laughs> they would always wear that. It's little, like a reflective like little, little clip, like yeah. a little strip, and you just clip it. Yeah. 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 That's kind of what the gi, wearing the gi is kind of remind me of where just that, like people wearing their PT clothes yeah. when they're not doing, yeah, when they're not working. When I was in the Navy, our day-to-day uniform was so awful that they wouldn't let you wear it anywhere but the base. You could wear it in your car uh, yeah. to go home. And you walk right the hell inside. You couldn't be in a supermarket. Oh, they were all the old bell bottoms dungarees and the, and the blue <laughs> shirt. No, oh. we were not. They're so hideous that they would they 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 hit us from the world. <laughs> you couldn't pump gas with it. Nothing. If you oh, pump gas wow. on base, you're good. But once you leave base, you got to be your village your, people outfit. Oh, it's awful. Worse than that. <laughs> they had. I dug that outfit, by the way. The dress blues. There's nobody better dressed than the man in his dress blues, my friend. <laughs> they had. Yeah, there was rules about. If you were wearing the uniform, like you couldn't, um, what the fuck was it? There's a lot of stuff. Couldn't have your hands in your pockets. Right. Couldn't have the hands in the pockets. You I couldn't remember that. Talk on the, if you were talking on the cell phone, you had to stand still. You couldn't walk and talk. Yeah. Couldn't have a backpack on. Couldn't have a backpack. Shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could smoke. You weren't allowed to drink. Well, you had to wear the dress uniform to be allowed to yeah. drink alcohol. Yeah. There's like a lot of rules. It was, it was, some some of them are silly, but and of yeah. course the hat. Like if you went into a building, the hat came off. You yeah. could not wear a hat indoors. But There's you like guys salute like indoors, right? Army does? Uh, honestly, I don't remember. Okay, okay. I'm trying yeah. to remember. Navy, Navy doesn't salute indoors. That was a thing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. God, that's why can I not remember? I don't know. Okay. Our workspaces were weird. It was always like in a warehouse, kind of. Yeah. Know, it was like uh, yeah. where, because you go out in the back and it's like where all the trucks are and stuff. Yeah. So, it's like, we, we 
we're inside kind of. And like I'm sure like gr- you felt like you were in a garage always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and being underway, like, you know, on a deployment or whatever, like there's different rules when you're underway. Like you don't wear a hat ever, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. And you can't find the goddamn thing when you need it, when you come back. This was the yeah. tricky part. <clears throat> you're holding stuff and then you got to go through a doorway to go inside. So you got to like manage to take your hat off and put it in your pocket where you're like, hold- you yeah, know, this is yeah. like always silly inconvenient. things. Yeah. This is inconvenient. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's whatever, but yeah. What the hell were we talking? Oh, wearing the gi in the car. Wearing the gi in the car. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, wearing the gi in public. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I, don't I just hate do. like, af- well, like before class, I guess it's not a big deal, but it's just like, I don't think the gi is particularly comfortable in normal circumstances. Well, I don't know what the hell kind of gi you're wearing. Dude, my gi kicks ass. So Shout out to Royal Union. So sweaty. Yeah, that's what I was going to oh, say. Oh, I'm after not going to wear it after. After no class, way. you just feel disgusting. Like, so gross. Sitting in it, you're just yeah, like. You can't wear yeah, that. You feel like car. you're getting, your whole body's clammy at that point because yeah. you're like cooled off and yeah. you're like, nope, I no need to be out of this. going to stink. Yeah. yeah. No, no you way. Can't do that. No way. So that's kind of, I guess, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but before class, I don't necessarily see a problem with it. I just. So, so I had a student, Trisha, and uh, Trisha shows up for day one. Day one by herself. And she's got her gi on, her belt tied. She's walking through the door and she's saying hello to everybody like she's been there for six months. I got so insecure. I was like, oh shit, what's her name? I got it. You know what I mean? Like a student, like I should know. You thought she's been there for a while. Yes. I was like, she must have joined. She owns, she owned the room. Like from one end to the other, she's like saying hello to everybody. She's the one that just got her black belt at your last promotion? Or blue belt, sorry, not blue. no, no. Trisha, Trisha had to, uh, she had to quit. Oh, okay. uh, but uh, it, it was a long story. But she, great, great kid, um, kid. She's probably thirty, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's a kid to me. But um, I went over and I'm like, hey, I'm very embarrassed. I don't remember your name. She goes, oh, you shouldn't. I, it's my first day. I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh wow. Oh, thank God. But she, I mean, speaking of people, I just wore her geek. Like she owned it, dude. It was. Like her oh, confidence. Don't you know the trick? Awesome. So you're like, hey, Sierra, go ask her name. <laughs> no, I do that sometimes. Or yeah. I'll introduce them to Amy. I'll be like, oh, it's my wife, Amy. And then, oh, I'm whomever. You know, yeah. so yeah. Nice. Now I, now I got it. <laughs> I, I do feel okay. Well, you've already heard my first day where I showed up in the khakis and, yeah. and stuff. That was, you know, funny now, but very stupid at the time. But in today's world, with how we just read reviews and we research everything. I feel like that's what I would do now. Like I would already. Okay, what gi am I allowed to wear? Yeah. I'd start shopping for them. Yeah. I'd read. I would be prepared. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I would know what jujitsu was too. Like well, I said, I, I didn't even know what it was. I yeah. don't know that people know to ask what kind of gi to wear unless they've trained before. No, that's just a question. Like maybe it wouldn't come to your mind. I feel yeah. like most um, people on their first day come in like athletic wear. Yeah, they yeah. should. I I have had students like um that would come to the school, and they actually it. It's like what I was saying. I didn't know what jujitsu was. And but this was a little different. We didn't really have like you didn't look up stuff so right. much. Yeah. It's just part of our culture now. We just we research and the reviews and everything. But anyway, uh they didn't know what jujitsu was at all. They were wondering about are we breaking boards? They just had no <laughs> yeah. they just dude, they just There's didn't one. know. No, they were, oh, I'm good, thank you. Don't need gi to break boards. It was ju- it's just interesting to me because I'm like, man, didn't you kind of like think to look it up a little bit? Or uh I'd be like, No, we're what we're doing is like wrestling and they're like, Oh, Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I'm looking up everything. And I was, I, was, yeah. I always use it as an example, like <clears throat> plan on buying a bicycle so I can just ride to the school. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm going to really look into it and know exactly what I need and what I want. So <laughs> get a go, fixie. So when I go to the bike store. Don't yeah. get a fixie. I'm get not, a fixie. I'm not going to be like. Get a, a hybrid. <clears throat> I don't want to be like one of those like customers that just knows nothing. Yeah. So they right. got to be like, dude. You know. You'll end up spending $3,000. Yeah, or buy something <laughs> that's wrong. You know. Um, yeah. It's just easier for me, easier for them. Yeah. Like going there, Talk like, to Dave Thomas. Yeah. I see. That's a great. That's a he great. shares yeah. like. There's a bike store like. Just about across the street from where I live. Yeah, he and worked he, at He, global like, shares forever, their... Yeah. yeah, it's global. Yeah. yeah, he shares their stuff on the yeah. on Facebook. He would lead uh, an A group in, on a bike ride, on, like, group rides. Mm-hmm. I could never keep up with an A group. So he's got to be, like, really strong on a bike. Oh, damn. I yeah. Well, I mean, you've, you've talked to Dave before, right? Yeah. Yeah. When he's completely high. <laughs> and yeah. he's still talking a mile a minute. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anyone consume that much THC in my life. He has and energy live. for and live. Yeah. Yeah. You tried. I, I that was that was by accident. <laughs> I took a hundred milligrams once. Oh, did you? Yeah. Have you ever have you ever taken an edible? Yeah. yeah. I, I've overdone it before yeah. on accident. Yeah. So uh, I couldn't sleep. It was the middle that of the much? night. That <laughs> much? I don't remember. The fucking things all got melted together. <laughs> <laughs> so it was hard to know the portion. Like, like yeah, fuck it. This seems right. Cool. Yeah. It's like a little piece. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was the middle of the night and my son had given me some samples from the dis- uh, distributor. What do they call it? Distillery? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, dispensary. Dispensary. Yeah. And that he got sample that he got. And, and he was like... Uh, I remember it, I'd had it for a while, you know. Yeah. But I couldn't sleep, and my freaking pack is empty. I'm like, damn it! So I'm like, oh, I dug it out of the thing, and I open it up and gulp. I just ate it, chewed it up, and ate it. I go back to sleep, and I'm like, that seemed like a lot, <laughs> you know. So um, I went back to to check, and it was 100 milligrams that I took. Oh, and by the way, I did not sleep. <laughs> and this was the the day before we left for Worlds. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't right until we got to Vegas. <laughs> like I just sat like a zombie in the front seat. It was bad. It was really bad. So don't do it, boys and girls. Don't do uh, it unless you can. Like Dave. Dave's like, yeah, I would have taken two. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's a superhero. The yeah. time when I overdid it was um, it was fun at first, mm-hmm. honestly, but. I just had the day off. I, I was just chilling at home, and I was going to get some stuff done. <laughs> Not anymore. This will be whatever. I don't even know what. I don't know why I even. You just took a chunk like out of an a, apple. You know, I was just Gump. like, I'll just maybe relax or something, whatever. And I'm doing stuff around the house, and I'm upstairs in our bedroom, and I'm vacuuming. And, dude, I'm like, I'm in like a like a time warp. I thought I had been vacuuming <laughs> for three hours. <laughs> and then it made me laugh. The same spot. Yeah. And then I was like laughing my head off. I was like, holy shit, I've been doing this all day. I've just been vacuuming. And I, cause it, like I had the thought that I, that I was doing that. Yeah. So it made me laugh. Like it was like, oh my God, how crazy. And then my wife like came up and was like, what is going on up here? And I was like, how long have I been doing this? And she's like, uh, just the normal amount of time, like one, like one minute. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I don't know about that. Like I, I was all fucked up, you know, and yeah. all, everything was just a real fun yeah. time uh, for a little while. Yeah. And then I started to feel kind of like paranoid, kind of even like nauseous, just, mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. all the wrong things. You yeah. Know? Yep. And then I'm like, I, I want this to go away now. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm taking a shower. But you're along for the ride. I'm taking like a cold shower. I'm like drinking a cup of coffee. Like I thought that was supposed to help or I don't know. I was like yeah. trying to look pepper, it up. black pepper. Well, I had to go. Um, <laughs> that thing? That's what I've heard. I don't, it, it may or may Dude, not be true. I've never know. tried it. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, we had to go over to um, my 
grandparents' house for, it was actually, now I think about it, it was New Year's Day. So they had a dinner and stuff and go over there, family get together, you know. And I'm like, I can't go. Like, I don't want to go. I'm not right. And so, and I didn't, I wasn't having fun anymore. Like I said, I was feeling all yeah. fucked up. So I just went over there and was like, I'm just going to try to act normal. Maybe they're not going to notice. So I just didn't say much for a long time. Yeah. But damn, that, that, that was a. Uh, yeah, I just turn into a vegetable. A little I bit take fun, like a little too much. I just like I can't move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Whoops>. man, <clears throat> that was yeah, that was a bad night. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> See, yeah. that's why I like either like vaping it or smoking it because it's just like yeah, it's yeah, you, you can. It's just all right. You got a half hour to an hour, and you're gonna mellow back out. An edible, it's like. You're along for the ride. Hold on to the ground. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't know what, how long I was going to be feeling that way. I was, it was starting to like make me just paranoid, yeah. kind of, because I'm like, yeah. holy shit, this is ruining my whole day. And ugh. Yeah. Are you going to get demonetized because we're talking about weed? I don't know. I don't, I'm not monetized, so. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are the ones that are what like, oh, you can't have alcohol. <laughs> but we do. This is all. Um, Excuse me. Allegedly, <laughs> alleged, alleged, yeah. Yeah. alleged. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it may or may not have happened. Right? <laughs> this is all hypothetical. <clears throat> all hypothetical. Um, <laughs> we were, damn, we were just went off track. We were talking about training too much or being too busy, and then we just took it. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, that's what you're supposed to do. Well, we were talking about Dave, and man. Dave always leads to marijuana usage. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I he has a great this. story. I wish he would share it, but I, I can understand why he wouldn't want to. Yeah. Yeah, he's a mm. great story. Um, Danny, Danny's the other one. Danny, like, smokes, like, fucking, like, meth weed. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically, like, Let's just... not put him on blast, dude. Oh, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't talk about it. No, I'm... It, I want to talk about what they want to talk about. If, like I told Ramsey, you can share as much or as little as you want. <laughs> this you're the you you run the bo- you run the show right now. Thank you. I do. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> it seems I I might be one of the only people I know that doesn't smoke weed. I feel, <laughs> I feel like everybody does. Yeah. And yeah. and you know what? I realized this <clears throat> long time ago when I was a kid. Uh, I I feel like I busted my family members smoking weed, and I'm like. Holy shit! Like when I'm a little, like <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. I went into the the uh, uh, my uncle's house one time, and he he was like hiding his pipe under the table, like hey, yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like, I got, I was like, dude, I know what you're doing. Holy shit! <laughs> I was like, 10, I was probably ten or twelve or something. Oh my God. I'm like, damn, everybody's smoking weed. <laughs> well, I remember when I found out. So like my uh, my older brother, he's my half brother um, on my dad's side. Uh, he was kind of like estranged a little bit from their family. And then like shortly before I turned 21, we reconnected via, it was either MySpace or Facebook. I can't remember at that time, but it was like, which was kind of cool. But we were talking about like old family stuff because my father passed away from cancer when I was 10. So I was a kid, I was a little kid. And he was, uh, my brother David was telling me how like our dad was a pothead. And I was like, you're like, what? I never even fucking noticed. Because, you know, I'm just a dumb 10-year-old. Yeah, like, yeah. I, didn't, I don't even think I knew what weed was. I mean, I remember doing D.A.R.E. Remember the... Oh, yeah, the, of course. But I'm like, uh, yeah. really? It's not like you know what a high person really looks like. No. Right? And I was yeah. like, huh. Yeah, huh. I think my dad was high a lot. Because yeah, we used to... I remember we used to sit... sit in, uh, we, Me and my little brother would sit in the bed with my dad, and we'd watch Star Trek on TV. And my yeah. dad was probably stoned off his ass that... Yeah. We were doing <laughs> One that. thing I don't do is I don't do it outside of the house. 
Yeah. Mm. I, I, I won't. I, I just don't. I, I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. I rarely do it outside. Yeah, it's basically <clears throat> like bedtime. Yeah. That's like it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I think, most Yeah. Most of the guys I know or the, the people I know. Yeah. But it, it is funny to think about. Um, well, especially when you're a kid because the laws have changed. So back then, it mm-hmm. was very secretive. You know, you're doing. Of course. You're yeah. Doing you're breaking the law to. Drugs, yeah, you're doing whatever. drugs. Doing so drugs. That's I so remember, funny. I remember this happened. <coughs> I think I was in. Um, maybe fourth grade and a good friend of mine was talking about somebody broke into their house and I'm like, holy shit, this is like insane. Like, why would they do that? Like, yeah. Cause we didn't live in a bad neighborhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did they like steal your TV? <laughs> and he's like, no, they stole all my mom's like really expensive tobacco. <laughs> and dude, I, knew. Oh, I was shit. like, I'm like, that's not tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet your mom was pissed, though. Oh, I bet your mom was really fucking pissed. But. These days, you'd be like, oh, they probably stole her tobacco. <laughs> it's like $15 for a pack Holy of cigarettes shit. now. Have yeah. you, have, it, it is. Uh-huh. Dude, it is. Ins- I don't understand smokers, dude. No Because way, that man. is like, that is an expensive habit. That right. might as well be heroin, dude. That makes like, no sense. No, yeah. no, it's it's an expensive habit. Weed's cheap and cigarettes are expensive. Isn't that weird? Interesting. That's yeah. wild. That's, that's wild. Switched. <laughs> and now it's like socially acceptable to be a pothead. Oh yeah. Or at least smoke weed. And now like people are, if you're a cigarette smoker, you're almost a pariah. Like yeah. who wants to be around well, that guy who smokes cigarettes? Yeah, that's pretty nasty. Yeah, it's so gross. gross. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like rolling people rolling with people that that smoke. You know what's funny is I actually really like the smell of a smoker. Oh, really? Whoa. I don't like I don't I don't like the smell of people like while they're smoking. But like a per, you know you smell a person you like oh you're a smoker you can smell that smell on them because my like my grandparents smoked say, a ton of when cigarettes. you were growing up. Oh, yeah. so now that that yeah. smell of a person who smokes is just like it's a good smell to me. Yeah, I. I guess I still I disgusting. I know yeah. what you're saying, yeah. at least now, because my my grandparents smoke too. Yeah, um, I did have a, a my r- grandpa shit himself a lot. And I still don't. <laughs> I love the smell. I love that. Shit. I love that smell. <laughs> <laughs> Brings back a memory. <laughs> good times. Um, I, I have a really good friend that <clears throat> that uh, I trained with in all of my white and blue belt days. And this guy did continue to smoke all through doing jujitsu, and like, dude, he he would go out, he would step outside and smoke between rounds and stuff. Oh dude, shit! For real, for That's real, he would do that. He just kept, and I'm like, and then he would say, the times when he would try to quit smoking, he felt like his cardio was like worse. He would say like, I don't. Sounds know. like he's I, just making excuses. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that makes any sense, but he yeah. said like. Like it felt like he was having more trouble when he was quitting smoking, like uh, breathing, cardio wise and stuff. Sure. Well, but it's like those old people that they I interview, right? Oh, you're 108. What's the secret? Smoke cigarettes, drink bourbon, eat bacon. Uh, <laughs> Roger that. Man, sounds good. It's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> if, if you're the outlier, the one out of a thousand people who can do that, but he's 108. The rest of them yeah. die of lung cancer. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> Heart disease. Yeah. Depends on the person, I guess. But yeah, I mean. Yeah. My great grandpa lived, I think, maybe ninety five. Okay, and he smoked, and yeah, and I think he drank. I don't. I mean, I don't know how much he drank, but I think he drank beer every day. Like, wow, had a beer, you know, yeah, stuff like that. So it's, who knows, man? Yeah. See, my family, we're we're polite. We die at a reasonable age. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's family lives to like ninety eight. Yeah. I think her, I think her grandma passed away after her 99th birthday, like a month after. Wow, wow. almost a hundred. Dude, she was That's driving at like ninety six. I think 97. if I got to like that was my great grandpa. 
driving. Whoa, Dude, really? I, and I, I remember being in the car. No, she didn't drive well. So yeah, and neither yeah. did he. Okay, neither okay. Did, yeah, neither did he. I, <laughs> I was in the passenger seat because, dude, he would drive to the river and go fishing. At, in the 90s, dude. <laughs> and I do remember a yeah, big property. There was like multiple, you know, other little houses and sheds and yeah. crap on his property. But I remember being in the car when I'm like a kid and he would just like back up and just like we just hit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just how he would like put it back into drive. He'd just like clunk and we just like hit. Far enough. I look back and it's like a stack of. Guess I can't go through that. You know, it's like wood pallets or it's just like a stack of shit. That's just a honeybee's fucking. Did he drive like a big old truck though? Subaru. <clears throat> no really, kidding. Yeah, he drove a Subaru and it was no like kidding. a good fishing vehicle. Because yeah, I, I do that too. I'm like, I don't, there's nothing behind me that I can't hit. Bump. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was something. He, he kept yeah. doing that, like into 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 his nineties. Wow. It, was, it got to a point though where my grandma was like telling him, because this was my great grandpa, so she's telling him like, yeah, you can't just like go to the river by yourself anymore, because he oh. would get like one time I think he kind of went in into the water and got kind of stuck in there, had yeah. a hard time like climbing out, and it, it was like a big deal. But it was like okay. Not alone anymore. You can't right. just go check your lines and stuff by yourself. So then yeah. it was like, Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are, dude, you what are you going to do? Yank him out? I loved going on those. Now we're both going to drown. <laughs> 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 would he wear like the big rubber boots and stuff when he went? I think yeah. he would do that. Yeah. I never had. Cool. I never did that. But um, yeah, that was fun. Man, uh, catfish. We were always catching catfish. Yeah, like yeah man. Yeah. I never got into fishing. I, I know everyone knows I do all the hunting stuff. I just. Can't get into fishing. <clears throat> I enjoy it. I enjoy fishing. Um, I grew up uh, fishing, you know, like uh, shore fishing in the ocean. Oh, okay. So we would we would actually swim out to it. This is the stupidest thing I've ever done. Well, I've done stupider, but this is pretty stupid. You <laughs> yeah, swim. You out, did start jujitsu at forty. That's pretty yeah. stupid. You swim out to a sandbar, <laughs> and you cast your line out, right? And sometimes we'd swim back and just hang out on the shore, but sometimes we'd stay on the sandbar, and you know. Uh, you know what a leader is like? Um, like uh, you catch a fish and you hook it onto the thing. It's it's like a it's like a multi it's like a series of hooks on a chain basically, okay. yeah, and you yeah, go yeah. through that. Yeah. So you, we would hook it on our belt, right, on our belt loop, and then you have your fish hanging off of there, right? Because you're fishing, you're not near a cooler, you're on the yeah. on the sandbar. You got to bring them with you. Yeah. Yeah. So then we're swimming back because the tide's coming up. We're swimming back with f- dead fish hooked to us. Yeah. In in. in it's the ocean. There's right. sharks there. Right. You know what I mean? It's like thinking back. It's like what the. And this is fuck? in the Gulf, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is the Gulf oh, of Mexico. Boy. Yeah. And, and then, what the fuck was I thinking? But we used to do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's... yeah. Not smart. Only lost one friend. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have most of my fingers. Yeah. Oh man, the stuff you do when you're younger, though. It's... Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Uh-huh. And and we all survived. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like kids now. nowadays won't. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's it like growing up in Montana? I'm assuming you grew up there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I grew up there. Um, I grew up in Billings, which is like the the biggest city there. I okay. think. Is it the cap? What's the capital? Of Montana? Capital is Helena. Helena. That's right. I, and yeah. I was born there. Then we moved to, uh, to Billings. It's the only s- hospital in the entire state. <laughs> in the yeah, state. they had to drive me there. To yeah, <laughs> yeah. Covered wagon takes you um, to the hospital. We let's see. I think Billings. Ha- I I would have to look into this again now, but I, it might have one hundred and fifty thousand people. Yeah, or it might be two hundred thousand nowadays. Yeah. I'm not sure. So, you know, not not big compared yeah. to like here. Yeah, but it is big there. Um, but Montana's a little weird too because the state's so big, but it's very spread. It's out. It's very empty. Some yeah. people are like, oh. Um, 
Well, like I think uh, maybe Tim Welch is from Great Falls, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or or Butte or somewhere. Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, did you like know Tim? And I'm like, nah, dude, that was like five hours away. Yeah. So I, was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I knew of him. It's a huge state. But yeah. we, we weren't driving and training, like cross training, like back then, like at all. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. I would, I did drive to Bozeman. Like where we're we talking about where Cron uh, Gracie has the school now. Yeah. Um, there was like a, a Gracie Baja school in Bozeman. That's where the college is too, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's like a college town. So, so I went to Bozeman a few times for training, but. That was maybe two hours, I think, if I remember right, or two and a half hours or something like that. Uh, yeah. So where where Bozeman is, where in relation to that, where is Billings? Billings is like the kind of eastern part of the state. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I think maybe, but still it's big. So like maybe from Billings, if you're going more east, it might still take you. God, I would have to think. I'd have to look into it a little more. It's definitely over three hours to get to like the next state, North Dakota. Right. So stuff's like not, you know, it's just not close. And it's a big state. So you didn't, yeah. you didn't really go to all these other places to to train with them or anything like that. Yeah. But but just growing up there, uh, like you like you were asking, was um, a lot of people were into hunting. Yeah. A lot of skiing and snowboarding. You know, just a lot of outdoor stuff. So the thing is, what I did was skateboarding. Before okay. I, before I did jujitsu. Yeah. So. Man, even in the winter, we would figure it out. We would go to parking garages. We'd go downtown and go into parking garages. Oh, that's a great idea. We'd have to figure stuff out like Mm -hmm. that and try to keep skateboarding as much as possible. Or sometimes you knew the weather was going to warm up a little bit, so you'd go and shovel an area. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's going to warm up enough to melt and it'll be dry maybe. That's what it was like in Minnesota too, yeah. Were you in that, were you in the the, uh, generation where they started building like skate parks and stuff like that? Okay. They did build one um, downtown in, in Billings. I think my freshman year of high school. Okay. Okay. So a little later in your, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe eighth grade, <clears throat> probably eighth grade now okay. I'm thinking about it, but um, they made, so what they did was they made a law, no skateboarding allowed in a business district. Oh, so, wow. So now you could not be skateboarding like uh, any downtown, like where all the good spots were that we like to yeah. go. Hashtag yeah. skateboarding is not a crime. Dude, yeah. we got... I got a citation and they took my skateboard and I never got it back. And my mom had to go to court with me and we had to pay a fine. It was like a hundred bucks for skateboarding at a, like a Wells Fargo. But you never got your board back? No. I Even after you it. paid the fine? Uh-uh. I don't remember what happened there. That's tyrannical. Never got it back. And so that's because they had the skate park and they're like, we built up skate park and that's where you go now. And yeah. I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> I was on my way. I was on my way to the skate park. <laughs> but dude, the thing about it, which what... Every skateboarder kind of feels is like the skate park is training to go to the street. <laughs> yes. Like you, you, yeah, you yeah. skate on these stairs or grind this rail here, and then you find like the real one in the streets, and that's just, that's more fun. Dude, you know? I, it's just I, like the real deal. I love the eat shit videos for skaters. Yeah, those are my favorite. Some of them are hard to yeah. watch. I, I mean, because you lived it. Yeah. I didn't, so I just laugh, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah, they eat, they eat shit. Hey, bad. I watch jujitsu injuries all the time too. I love all of it. <laughs> He's he, he was what? What were the one the one that you were watching? The, I think the same. You're injury, need to be way more specific. I think, no, I think the same <laughs> injury. Today, you I got. watched ten hours today. <laughs> he was sending me videos of like people tearing their LCLs. I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, check this out. And no. you hear this, you hear this, like, you yeah. know, when they were doing the moves, like, oh, bleh. yeah. And I can't handle that stuff. You should see my algorithm. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Dude, that's porn and... <laughs> <laughs> that, dude, I hate the... If you ever see, like, 
where their shin, their tibia breaks, or yeah. whatever. that's like the worst. And that's in MMA and kickboxing and stuff too. That's yeah. like the worst. Yeah. Thing. yeah, and you see that sometimes in those skateboarding videos, and it's just like, oh yeah. my god, you see yeah. the like leg kind of yeah, like flopping. Like, <laughs> there was a there was a snowboarding video where a guy he was doing this like long jump and he was jumping across something and it was like a ramp to launch and a ramp to land mm-hmm. and he was hit he hit it and then I think they said like they went to grab some food and the sun came up and it kind of melted a little bit and he did it again the snow got slower yeah and when he hit the other side he hit like i mean he hit the edge like of it into the and the, broke both of his ankles oh man yeah broke both of his ankles yeah like Nasty. that was there's this video wild. where these uh it's a a snowboarder followed by a guy in like basically like a snow scooter, uh-huh. and he and they basically just send this big jump, this big air jump, this big booter, and they the guy in the scooter like clears the landing, and I'm and I'm talking a big jump, and he just you see him hit and he's like, like he lands to flat basically, oh. yeah, and just like well he yeah. like bails like because oh. he realizes he's like oh I went too far, Way so, so he's like it. trying to hopefully like roll when he hits the ground, but his legs break. And oh, like, so bad. yeah, that stuff's hard to watch. Yeah. So bad, yeah. It doesn't look as bad on snow, and then you see like oh he broke his leg or whatever, yeah. but like because in snow you have like all the gear, all on, the gear on, so you yeah. don't really see like the legs flopping around right. like you yeah. do like in a skateboard video yeah. when someone or, breaks their arm or, or something. Like yeah, jujitsu one. Oh. Yeah. Um. One guy I trained this this is a viral video that's from uh like the scissor takedown. Yeah. There's a guy I trained with in Salt Lake City and that video gets shared a lot. He's a big ass dude. He's like a fucking bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. He tried to do like that scissor takedown on someone and it like snaps their yeah, leg. Folds and it's his so leg gross. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a sound, I think, from what I remember in the video. Ugh. And I'm always like, Oh, there's that guy. <laughs> no, I could say his name. His name is Kent, but um, you know, it was an accident. <laughs> it was uh, an accident. Shout I, out to I, Kent. I think. I mean, I yeah. don't think he purposely meant to do that. No, I'm sure you don't go but, in uh, with the. It's attention. a hard one no, to do right, like, dude. Kent, you're fucking like 220 pounds, <laughs> and you're just a solid. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's a weird move for you. To so do, did he win then? Hell yeah, he won. Yeah, yeah. That's a verbal tap, <laughs> dude. Like, so, so, so <laughs> the thing about this guy, this is interesting. Um, he would do like, uh, you know, the choke where you grab the gi and you hide your own hand. Like you usually do it inside the clothes guard. Mm-hmm. What do they call that? Wait, not an Ezekiel choke. No, it's like some. It's like an old school move. You would be in someone's clothes guard. You grab their gi like this. You grab their other lapel, their other collar, and you kind of just punch them in the neck and hide your hand. Oh, um, and it was like a thing that people would do to try to make you <coughs> open the open guard. your guard. Yeah, it's almost like try to arm lock. Yeah, them. and they're stacking you while they're doing it. Yes, what the heck is it called? I don't know. Whatever, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Can you visualize? Yeah, yeah. Like kind of like a bully choke. Yeah, it is, and it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. really work. No, but dude, Kent would do that move. I saw him tap people. They would have mount on him. They would be on top mount, and he'd reach up and do that to them. Where's that half guard choke too? Was it just, just like power, sheer strength? Just, yeah, just strength. Like they couldn't, <clears throat> they couldn't get off the they mount. Were, they couldn't get away. Kent can pull it off because you're pulling them in with this hand and this hand's punching. I'm, I'm eating my words. Uh, it works, dude. Well, <laughs> if you're big enough. So, yeah. so I, I've never like um gone to sleep from a choke. I've, I just tap or whatever. You know, I've, ne- I've never had that happen. But um, he did that to me one time and I didn't want to tap. I was like, fuck this. Because <laughs> it's like bullshit. Yeah. Like yeah. I was in, I was in his closed guard and. Like so, yeah. That's the other thing. I I wasn't doing it to him, which is normally how it is. I was in his closed guard, and he was just reaching up and doing it to me. And uh, I, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I'm not like. It just seems stupid, like wrong. <laughs> like I'm not gonna have to tap to this. Yeah. And I did tap, but I it was like I'm I'm 
on the verge of like going out. Oh, <laughs> so I was okay. very dazed. Like, like yeah. I tapped out. He like let it go, and I just kind of like slumped over and just kind of like stared off. You know, he's like, "You ready? Like, let's keep going or whatever." And I was just kind of like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, I was like confused about it. I'm like, "What?" Yeah. You like happened brown here? out? <laughs> yeah, barely. Like, wow. Oh, barely man. kept it together. I did. I did also one time. Uh, this this was like the same feeling where I'm so confused. I was running through the fire station when I was working at the ambulance company, and and someone had left like a cabinet door open, and it was a door that like flipped upward like this, so it wasn't like a a normal cabinet. Yeah, it came like up. Yeah, so it was like a horizontal piece, perfectly head level for oh, me. Oh no! <laughs> and it was an odd time of the day where like the sun was setting and the way that we were facing. So when I went, I was just running through the garage and the door was open. The sun was shining in, so I couldn't even see. I was just running through there real quick to go grab something. And I just drilled that thing like so fucking hard <laughs> on my head. And it took me down like it dropped me. And I was like on a knee just out of nowhere, though, because I didn't even realize I hit that. Yeah. It like dazed me so yeah. bad that I was down on a knee. And I was like, what is going on? Like, did I just get shot? <laughs> I'm like, why am I down here? Like, and or am I having like some kind of a stroke or something? <laughs> yeah. And then I see blood. There's a pool of blood <laughs> forming. I'm down on one knee and there's a pool of blood forming on the ground. And I'm like, I couldn't like figure it out. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and then I like started to kind of come together like, oh, I hit my head. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <shit. laughs> yeah. That sucked. And then I'm like, I'm working too. And so I have a huge gash right in the front of my head and then on my forehead. And then like, they don't want to report that as an injury because right. it's wrong that they left the thing yep. like that. So then it's a reportable like, injury though. Cause the, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause I'm like, maybe I need to go. Maybe you guys got to take me. I need stitches. And they're like, nah, like we'll just put, we'll, we'll just give you these band-aids. And like the fire crew just like didn't even help me at all. Wow. And <laughs> so then I'm doing the rest of my shift with a big ass, like a uh, butterfly bandaid or whatever. Yeah. That, like, you know, and then it's so annoying. Cause all we do is like take people to the hospital. So then when we wheel them in there, the nurses are like, what the fuck? Oh, maybe you're you? the patient. Yeah. And they're just like, I got shit for it. Like all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was rough. You're man. like, yeah, also the concussion. I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm also, yeah. Like, I probably shouldn't be the one driving. This <laughs> um, like also, you know, with lights and sirens and going through uh, red lights and doing, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. yeah, I probably did have a concussion because dude, it dropped me down and I was so fucking confused. If you didn't know what happened, you almost definitely had a concussion. I guarantee yeah. it. Like yeah. I didn't at the moment, you know, it took a while to kind of piece it together. But that that was something. Man. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've never gotten hit in the head that hard. You have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He uh, headbutted my knee once. That wasn't my first concussion though. That um yeah. So I headbutted his knee, and I landed on his knee, and he didn't get the hell out of the way. Someone's showing a move using me, and he just sat there. <laughs> so they like swept you or something. Bam! Like, yeah, I didn't see him right because I got swept like towards oh. him, and I just landed <laughs> back of my head. That's actually not I, what happened. Um, I was who are you gonna believe? Up. The I'm, guy I'm, with the concussion. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I was messed up for like a month, dude. Really? Oh yeah, I was messed Dang, up. Really? Yeah, and, and, and all I could say was like, I'm concussed. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all I could fucking get through my head. Dude. I'm concussed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was funny though. <laughs> yeah, the worst concussion I ever got was in flag football. Oh, really? Yeah, I got hit, and I don't remember. I, was, I started running towards the wrong sideline. They're yelling at me. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's the wrong way." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like kid soccer. Yeah, yeah, it's like bad, bad. That's the worst concussion I ever got. Flag yeah. football. Can you believe that shit? Yeah. Well, I had one <clears throat> when I was a kid too. I um, I had a tree in my yard that was near my. We had a deck. 
and we tied up a rope and you could jump from the deck and grab that thing. So you had to, you know, you had to yeah. jump and catch the rope <laughs> and then you'd swing because of the momentum. Yeah. So it was so fun. But one, one time I just fucking missed it, dude. And I just like flipped and landed on my back. Didn't break fall, you know, just fucking <laughs> hit the back of my yeah. head. And yeah. that time, I don't actually know all the details about that one because I just woke up. Because you were concussed. Yeah, dude, you were like, fucked up. Like, I don't know if I went to the hospital, honestly, or what. But I just like woke up in the house and I'm like. Yeah. I'm like, this is like not what I remember. Like, you know what I mean? I lost some time here. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get up and walk right in there. I don't think. Who am I? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, interesting. I'm not so outside bad. anymore. Yeah, wow. that, that was like third grade. Wow. <laughs> Whoops. That'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, man, we've been going for two hours and 17 minutes. Good. Yeah. And, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. But yeah. uh, before we go, let's get, let's give a shout out to your sponsors and also uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't really spend so long. No, it's we were talking about great. for so long, and then we yeah. started. Ah, uh, this is a short episode. Yeah, we'll have, yeah. We'll have to cut some of this weird shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, So on on social media, it's my Instagram is just at Ramsey Green, and Facebook same. Um, let's see. That's it. I'm not on the other ones. I think those are the only two. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm at I'm teaching and uh, training at, at Paul School, Aries, Arizona. Every day of the week, you can pretty much find me there. So. Okay. And then my sponsor. If you want to fight him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fight him. <laughs> That's how it feels sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my sponsor is Day by Day Jiu-Jitsu. So this is a company that I'm wearing their, like, a 10-year anniversary shirt. They started in uh, 2013 and that had just formed through uh, a, f- a friend of mine, a training partner of mine in Salt Lake City. His older sister went to high school with the owners of this company um, and they were they were uh, living in San Diego at the time. So Day by Day is owned by AJ Mendoza. He is a black belt under Helson Gracie, but he's in Hawaii now. So the okay. company's like more based out of Hawaii. But his brother, Tim Mendoza, does a lot for the company, too, and he's in San Diego. He is a black belt under Leticia Hibero. Okay. So, and then they have a third. Uh, uh, there's another brother, too, uh, Jeremiah, and he is a black belt in trains. Um, he's under Rodrigo Freitas. Wow. So okay. it's very interesting. All three yeah. of the brothers are black belts under just different teams, but, yeah. you know, it's a, it's all good. They, they train together and everything like that. So, yeah, that just that's just through that – kind of that friendship there and then when they first started it was like um we'll send you some t-shirts or whatever and then tag us on your facebook or instagram and stuff like that and it just went from there and then they started making the geese and so yeah it's been like 10 years of wearing their stuff wow that's cool man i think there's a ramsey green uh coupon (coughs) code oh yeah is there uh yeah there is if if you use um always forward just one 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 word, always forward. Very cool. It's, it's a little discount code on the website um, for geese and everything. No geese stuff. So. And they um, look nice. Yeah, They're good so, geese. Yeah, so. great geese. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and big, big thanks to AJ. He really supports me with a lot of, so much gear and, and so much stuff, you know. So, um, and that's been going on for quite a few years. So it's just like a continuous support. So. That's so cool. Uh, really appreciate him. Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. If you love the podcast or if you hate the podcast, leave us a review. Uh, please like, uh, share, and subscribe. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. The website is coming up. 
We actually oh. have a guy that's going to build our website. So I'm He's very, been very, that for like 10 I'm years. very proud. No, we've only been on the air for a year, but um, <laughs> I've been saying like, don't go to the website. It sucks. But uh, I got a guy that's building the website. So you'll be able to support the, uh, the podcast there. Um, I want to thank BioPro, BioPro Technologies. Uh, please visit them and get you $30 off your first order. Uh, if you use the promo code FOXCAST. Ramsey, thank you so much for doing this, brother. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Alex. All and right. Thanks, Toja, for joining us. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, it was always you, my pleasure. I'll see you on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See y'all. Oh. This episode of the BJJ Foxcast is brought to you by BioPro. BioPro is an all-natural alternative to prescription human growth hormone, which aids in recovery, anti-aging, metabolism, libido, immunity, skin health, cognition, sleep, and stress. Just one vial per day provides a substantial boost to all of these growth factors. Okay, so that's what they want me to say. Here's what I know as an aging grappler. I've been using BioPro Plus and the nighttime variant BioPro Plus Cortisleep for several months and it feels like I've grown a third lung. My, gra- my gas tank is noticeably bigger, my recovery is faster, and I'm back on the mats much quicker, not just between training sessions, but between rounds. Now you can get $30 off your first order of BioPro when you use the code FOXCAST at www.bioproteintech.com. That's code FOXCAST for $30 off your first order at www.bioproteintech.com. Thank you, BioPro.